0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your
1: station for all things geek. This is Sean Dorsey from No Hope Records, and you're listening to We Podcast and We
0: Know Things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 98 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. It's official.
1: I'm a working man once again. Oh, man. Welcome back. It's, well, my last day of work was, what, March 15th? Yeah. And we are in July, so it took a while to, to heal and recover, so it's good to be back. Good job, man. Proud of you. Oh, Welcome back. It's all for physical therapy. When's your next vacation? 2019. <laughs>
0: if you are new to the podcast, we are the single source for all of your nerdy news and gaming, TV, film, music, and all things pop culture. We're basically spreading the good word of nerd. You know it. One episode at a time, but be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button on all of your podcast services, iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, wherever you're listening to this show, but while you're at it, please leave us a rating and review. It's the easiest and cheapest way to help make the show grow. It takes like a minute. Uh, We would really, really appreciate it, and as always, we do read every review we get. Uh, for the show, whether it be from iTunes or any other platform, this week we have an iTunes review. It is a oh, oh there it is. It is a five star review from Mom of Five, Indiana.
1: Well, it's not our mothers.
0: <laughs> so apparently, we got following of moms. Uh, so she says, "Great show, five stars. Entertaining and intelligent. Highly recommend."
1: I feel like she didn't listen. I I don't know about intelligent, (laughs) but we do talk a lot.
0: I feel like she didn't listen to the show before leaving that review. But that was the latest review we have from iTunes. So thank you very much, Mama5Indiana. We appreciate that very much. Uh, If you want to follow us on Instagram, that is at WePodcastAndWeKnowThings, all one word. Follow along on Twitter, at WePodAndWeKnow. Uh, Like us on Facebook facebook.com slash we podcast and we know things and of course if you want to support the show monetarily which we really appreciate we have double digit patrons on patreon never thought we'd be able to say that but that's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash we podcast and we know things we've recently revamped the tiers on there uh so twenty dollars used to get your merch it no longer gets you merch and you might say to yourself that's a little bit disappointing I feel like in a couple of minutes, you won't really think that anymore, but we have now said that the $20 tier is going to be enough for once every couple months for you to come on the show and be a guest host on the show with us and do a just a segment, music, movies, TV, whatever you
1: want. Uh, I wonder why we took off the merch.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that just, like I said, in a, in a few minutes... I think you'll all be okay with that decision. Uh, we reached out to our patrons and said, hey, listen, if you're supporting us at the tier um, where you, would, you, you signed up basically to get the merch, we're no longer going to offer that. Here's why, and um, also here's the new tier and we hadn't lost any, so that's awesome. I'll take it. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Chisholm. Yeah. Thank you everybody. We really Be appreciate man. it, man. So thank you to everybody that supports us both monetarily and non-monetarily. Obviously we don't ask for your money. We just say if, if you feel like you want to support the show, uh, we'd appreciate that. But on the Castbox app, there is a new server that we got moved to. So if you're a cast box listener and we appreciate the hundreds and hundreds of you that have subscribed to us, um, during our partnership with Castbox, we appreciate it. They moved us over to a new server. So if you're on the old page that we were on, you're going to see a thing at the top that says, click here to move. You know, we moved this podcast to another page. Click here to go over to that page or what have you. You click the button, it takes you to the new page, and then you can just follow along right from there. Just hit that subscribe button again. Um, we're asking you to do that, though. This is not a. Hey, maybe if you got time, we we are asking you to do it. We don't want to lose hundreds of subscribers that we worked pretty hard to get. So if you could, remember to just go on the CastBox app, click two buttons, and then close it. (laughs) That's all we're asking. He's better than us? <laughs> That's all we're asking. But uh, We are a part of the We Be Geeks podcast network. That is WeBeGeeksPC.com. Uh, again, WeBeGeeksPC.com. Really cool dudes over there. Lots of awesome shows on that network that you can go check out. Not just ours. The same for the ESO podcast network, as you heard in our open bumper. Um, it is your station for all things geek. 20-something other shows on that as well. I think 27 or 28 other shows on that network that you can go check out. Hopefully you find one that you liked. And if you're listening to us from either one of those networks and that's how you found us, welcome to the show. We appreciate you.
1: It's good to feel loved.
0: It is. It's good to feel loved. It's good to have people out there that care. So thank you for everybody that came uh, to the show that's newer to the show. But we did have a nice, awesome bonus episode this past week uh, where we drove... To the heart of Philadelphia, uh, all the way through the Italian market, through cheesesteak places. I'm getting hungry again already. <laughs> yeah, it's eight, eight, 8.03 in the morning on Saturday. Um, through all these awesome spots to the most convenient parking we've ever gotten in South It'll never happen again in our lives. Right across the street, there was a parallel parking spot that was three times the size of my car. So that was like... The gr- and it was 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. You're never going to find yeah, that.
1: That was like the, I think I told you, was like I'm more worried about the parking than anything <laughs> about going on.
0: And we got lucky legitimately right across the street, but we got to go hang out at No Hope Records offices with Sean Dorsey. We had a special guest
1: walk in about 20 minutes later, good old Shane Henderson from Valencia and Promise of Redemption. Yeah, it was good to actually finally get to talk to him since I missed the time he came on the show where you got to interview him. So it was good to actually finally meet him and Sean.
0: Yeah, and it was cool to meet them in person.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um Shane's interview was a phone
0: interview, so it was cool to finally meet him in person. Funny, funny, funny dudes. That was a really cool time.
1: Especially Shane basically screaming on the mic. We were dying.
0: That was tough for the uh, earphones. You you had
1: earphones. I didn't, so was fine.
0: I had to put a plug into the beginning of the episode, basically warning everybody about that.
1: (laughs) Just be careful near the end.
0: Yeah, about 50 minutes into the interview or so, just wear those headphones and maybe take them out just a little bit or lower the volume when we start talking about Jurassic World. But I guess we had our spoiler cast. Um but as always the more fun stuff that happened was outside of the interview. Just Which you, the, the you, cool you, things that we got to talk about. It's
1: like fun. yeah, you get to shoot the shit, you know, just talk about life and whatever, just you know, just seeing what's going on, you yeah, know. Yeah,
0: that was a lot of fun. And uh we have another bonus episode coming up this Monday, uh, with a band called The Worst Human, so we're excited for that. But what we're really, really excited for that we've been waiting to announce for over a month. Now, Easily over a month. That we've been waiting to launch and waiting to launch and waiting to launch. We wanted to wait till the time was right. We wanted to wait until we felt it would get traction and we wanted to wait until we had a good product yes. to get out into the market. That's number one. Um, but we have a we podcast and we know things
1: store. It's official. Oh god. I- it, it's still unbelievable to me. Is, to say It is. It
0: is unbelievable. The link to the store is in our Instagram bio. It is in our Twitter bio. It is on our Facebook page. Um, it is on our website, which by the way, we have completely revamped the website. Um, when you go on the website it's got a nice game of thrones style font on it cuz we are we podcast and Know things inspired by we drink and we know things from game of thrones or i drink and i yeah, know things yeah. from from game of thrones so um, we have that nice style font going. We have a couple logos on the site. We have individual writers now. We have Mike Respass writing wrestling. Ryan Waldus, he did a music review. Uh, we have Sam, your, your nephew. Yeah, Nico. I keep wanting to say cousin, but it's your nephew, <laughs> yeah. Nico. He's going to be writing for us. Yep. Um, and I'm in talks with somebody else. Uh, to be a fourth writer as well, Uh, fifth if you count me. So we have a lot of people, but we are looking for writers all the time. So if you want to contribute to com, it has been a long time since I've been able to say that website on the air. Yeah, consider we knew about it forever.
1: We can't announce it yet. We have to wait for this art piece and blah, blah, blah.
0: Right at the top of the website, it's going to say, click here to go to Facebook, here to Twitter, here to Instagram, here to go to our uh, Patreon, and here to go to our store. So at the top of our website, com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter... Wherever, if you know us personally, it's on our personal pages as well. Um, but it's shop.spreadshirt.com/slash-we-podcast, and we know things. Now, since that's a pretty long URL, it's probably easier just for you to go into one of our social media pages and find it through that.
1: Yeah, like Instagram. If you click my link, it's you know the the link tree. And it's the very first one. You know, I circle it, made it on my story, just so people you know, if they didn't know, yeah, we, now they know. We uh,
0: we launched with three designs. We're only supposed to have one, but we launched with three. We decided to go with the OG logo as well for the old school fans. I, I,
1: and it's funny because I do like the old logo on certain items on the on the yeah. website. So it's actually kind of funny we still have
0: it. Yeah, and I, I'll never let go of that OG. You know what I mean? Yeah. I made that in Google logo maker. Never forget where you come from. Working a late shift at work, I made that at work <laughs> uh, three two years ago. Actually, right? It about was on now. break, guys. No, I wasn't. <laughs> You're right, I was um, trying to give you a break. Sam, I'm always on break. <laughs> okay. Uh, And then um, we have the new logo and then we have, I don't know, I was just like thinking one night of the the craziness that is both logos next to each other and how different they are. While the font is the same and while we keep the four symbols the same to let you know what we're all about, we've added the 16-bit Super Nintendo guys and we got rid of the microphone with the crown on it. And so I have them side by side. If you didn't love me at my, then you
1: don't yeah. deserve me at my, which is which, one of my favorite yeah, which memes. Which was funny. Yeah. And I got my buddy, I'm Ron McGarly. He's working out. This is just to get a couple artworks. It's something different besides just art, you know, three OG ones. So yeah.
0: see what he comes up with. It's cool because we again we launched with three designs. Uh, we have over a hundred products from mouse pads to buttons to pillowcases to mugs to tote bags to tote everything. bags to um, backpacks to hoodies to sweatshirts to t-shirts to long sleeve tees to tank tops to onesies for Phone babies. Case. Cases, there's everything. Phone, everything you could possibly want on there we have except for stickers and magnets the only two things we don't have I, now I do, I do like the magnets yeah, so. that we're working on we now we personally have magnets so if you want one you can hit us up on social media uh, again DM our Instagram DM us on Twitter hit us up on the Facebook inbox wherever you want to find us and we can get you magnets we have no problem yeah. doing that um, we have them. We just don't uh, have them on our store website. If, if you but. remember, that was like the first thing I thought I looked at the store.
1: I was like, huh, where's the magnets? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't have the magnets, but those magnets were like, I, was they're like not just our almost. logo. Yeah. Well, they're not just our logo till we have a bunch of like the social medias and stuff at the top, which I like a lot. Um, but it's, it's a neat journey. It's long and arduous to set this up. We've already sold almost 10 items on the store. So we really appreciate everybody who's done that. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, I got myself a onesie for my kid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is right. It's only right. If you're
0: listening to this the day we release it on Saturday or in the five days after Saturday, you get an introductory rate of 15% off of your entire order. So for the next five days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it ends Wednesday. You have to have this done by Wednesday. Uh, You get 15% off your entire order no matter what. And I will let you know through the pipeline there's a little bit of a secret coming through that if you're if you're a fan of what they call the free shipping that should be coming to you pretty soon um next thursday or friday so you're gonna have thursday where everything's regular price but if you wait until friday so friday the 13th through the 17th if you put in ship for you in the uh, promo code you get free shipping on your order oh, that's as well. awesome
1: Because I know a lot of people have butthurt. That's why they like Amazon. You you pay for the two-day shipping. You don't have to worry about paying extra. We're trying to help you out here. Whenever
0: there's a sale, that's when we're going to talk about it more. I don't want you to have to pay full price for this stuff. I really don't. I'd rather you wait till a sale, because what do I care? Yeah, exactly. You're getting awesome merchandise at a lower rate.
1: Get the best deal you can.
0: That's really all I care about. We Today, we, we don't have a lot of big stories. Um, we have
1: a couple. We, we were due for a slow week, because I think for nonstop for three months, our show's been almost two hours.
0: Well, what we've started doing with with the revamp, revamp of the website, we started doing a lot of reviews. I told you, we have a couple companies that we've partnered with that, uh, you know... We now get like review copies of games for and stuff. So we have like formal reviews on the website. We have an NXT review every week for Mike Raspass. He's already posted two of them for the past two weeks. We have like album reviews, TV, film, whatever the case may be, gaming reviews. Um, Ryan Waldis, Mike Raspass, Nico Matoro, me, and then a a fifth person that we're not ready to talk about just yet because we're still working on some details there. Um, But we do have a couple of my reviews that I finally got to do, which is Miles and Kilo for the Nintendo Switch and Runbow for the Nintendo Switch. So we'll talk about that. We have um, movies to start today, then TV, then gaming, then a music review from Ryan Waldis on the back end. We have two stories in the other section. We'll give our pick of the week and get out of here, but we're going to start as always with our trivia section. It is, it could be 4.5 to 1. Uh, because I was a guest on yeah. the Apron Work podcast, which was awesome with Mike Respass and Walton. Um, I think they're both named yeah. Mike. Walt let me down. <laughs> and, and we were going to do what well, we did do, like the trivia section um, and a top three, which was really neat. And Mike surprised me on the show by saying, I talked to Sam this morning. Yeah. We set up trivia. Now he said that you gave the blessing for yeah. it
1: to count. Yeah. I, did, I didn't you can want to count. I didn't count it. it. Count. I don't care. No, no, I, no. I, it, was, it was different. It was fun. I liked it. I,
0: I appreciate that. But I want to win and I want to beat you.
1: Okay. I want to beat
0: you. There's no disrespect to Walton in there. There's no disrespect to the Avonword podcast. I had a lot of fun. We've promoted the shit out of it. It's on all of our socials. Yeah. But I'm 0 2 against you. <laughs> I just want to beat you. And, and that that's would the count. only reason. That's the only reason. Because if I win by more than two, I'm sorry, if I win by just two, if it ends up being 11 to 9, yeah. I'm going to be upset. Because I got it from that
1: one question. I would feel I would feel bad if I'd make a comeback and beat you.
0: Exactly. So, and guess what? Maybe in six weeks I'll annul that. And I'll add the random point. <laughs> when you're down by two, I need it. I need it.
1: <laughs> I'm calling and, it a lifeline. And, and, and I would allow it. Uh,
0: but I'm going to keep it at 3.5 to 1 just for the sake of me beating you for once.
1: All right. So I, I fell in a little YouTube rabbit hole yesterday. So I, I got this it. one. I love the YouTube rabbit hole. I couldn't hole. remember when it came out. What year was the very first Call of Duty? 2002. Final answer. Yes, incorrect. Two thousand three. Yep. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> you were close. I, I can't believe I, you were oh, that dude, close. I'm on.
0: I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm just because I, I try. There. I
1: try to give you video game questions just because you know that's where you know your cup of tea is. Clearly not. I'm that's, zero for two. Dude, you trivia. were close. I, I was. I had no idea.
0: No hesitation. Damn, hey, that sucks. Hello.
1: Oh,
0: uh, Mayan is. I want you to listen to it because I don't know if you'll know the answer, at all. <laughs> Much okay. less right away. I hope you do. That'd be awesome because uh, this is your cup of tea. Okay, it's movies related. Okay, um, but I want you to listen to the contextual clue. I'm about I'm about to drop on you in the in the question. Okay, what was the overly oxymoronic name for Ant Man while it was being announced? As you're aware. Video games, movies, they have yeah, code
1: names probably. before they get announced. you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I have no idea what it was. I literally couldn't even come up with name.
0: So this is why I say overly oxymoronic. You know what an oxymoron is? Yeah. So think about Ant-Man and what could be uh, overly oxymoronic. Just like it's way over the top and obvious. I don't know. All right. Let me hear. Was it code name Bigfoot? <laughs> was it codename Sasquatch? Was it codename Yeti? Or was it codename Raksasha? I don't
1: remember. I don't, none, none, not one name rings a bell, but I'll go with A because it made me laugh.
0: <laughs> well, they're all synonyms for the same thing. Yeah. Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti, and uh, Raksha, Shasa. Raksasa. Raksasa? Raksasa? Uh, it is Bigfoot, correct? Is it awkward?
1: Right. It just, dude, the only reason I picked it. it, made me laugh. The only reason I picked it.
0: Codename Bigfoot. I tried to put it at the front. That way I could give you ridiculous dude, I, I don't even remember
1: what... I didn't even remember the codename. That was a yeah. good question. I had no idea. Ant-Man, Bigfoot. No, no. I, I, I hear you.
0: Oxymorons. But even Sasquatch
1: it. could have been the same thing. Yep. You know? Yeah. But I liked it.
0: So it's 3.5 to 1.5 as we'll head into next week on episode it. 99. I think I'd be okay with losing the third game of trivia as well as long as I get episode 100's trivia question right. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it <laughs> I all comes down. I always. already have the question for you. Did you really? For yeah, 100? I already have the question oh, I already
1: you. got it wrong. I can tell you that in the future. I, I
0: already have a question <laughs> for you. I'm going to forget it and it's not going to be my actual question. Um, but you never know because <laughs> – uh, I say now. I'll remember. I'll remember. And I probably If won't I don't remember. write
1: shit down, I forgot it.
0: Me too, in this
1: day and age. <laughs> Thank God for posting this. You're always
0: on your cell phone. No, I'm always like I'm just posting at notes. I'm always on my notes section. Yeah, that's funny. Uh so out of the I have two reviews to read. They're both my own, so this is gonna be really self-serving. Um, but uh the first one's gonna be for Miles and Kilo on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, review copy was provided to me by Four Horse Games, which we really appreciate those dudes. Uh, for giving us that game. Well, those dudes, it's Mick. It's one guy. So Mick Waits, really <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> He's going to be coming on the show two weeks from today awesome. uh, for our final interview of the summer. That's a knock on wood. Yeah. That was an intentional we, we, We've had a busy summer. We've had a busy summer. Uh, in the last seven weeks, we've had nine interviews. Yeah.
1: That's a lot. <laughs> we're, we're due for a little break. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: a lot. We're going to take the back end of the summer off, unless somebody reaches out to yes, us to do course. an interview. I'm, I am going to... Try to try my best to take my hat off for just a month and a half, um, and
1: see if anything comes our and just,
0: way. Let's just I'm just gonna sit back and, and wait and roll down the windows and wave. Yeah, that's all we can do. Uh, but Miles and Kilo, the sequel to the amazing like three dollar kid trip on the Nintendo Switch, turned out to be one of my favorite indie darlings of last year. Um, on January second of this year, I beat it. Uh, without taking a death where most people have thousands of deaths or hundreds and hundreds of deaths in their runs. Um, Some people. Somebody posted a contest about the game on Twitter, saying if you can beat my score, I'll get you a prize. And his score was one thousand eighty-seven deaths. So then I posted a picture of me beating it with zero deaths, and I am waiting for my prize.
1: He he blocked you, so you'll never see your name again. (laughs) I'll never talk
0: to him again. This is never gonna happen. I think he let that one go because I don't think he anticipated somebody beating it. Yeah, I
1: think he was solidified. Yeah,
0: without any without any deaths. That was tough, but that was the only time I've ever beaten it deathless. Was just the one time I've beaten it with one death, like a. A bunch of times. It's such a good game. It's an auto-runner. You're jumping. You're platforming. You're throwing rocks to kill enemies. You're trying to get to the goal. And you think, how could it get any better than this? Well, they came out with Miles and Kilo. Starring Miles from the first game. But now his canine companion, Kilo, here is my written review. Created by Michael Burns and aided by UK-based developer, publisher, Four Horses Games, Kid Trip was the surprise delight once it made its way to the 3DS and Nintendo Switch after being on mobile since 2013. I had thought that game was as close to perfect as it gets for a short, side-scrolling, precision platformer Then it got a sequel. Miles and Kilo came out on Steam and Mobile in 2017, but it has arrived on Nintendo's hybrid console with a bang. Everything Kid Trip did so well has been turned up to 20 in this sequel. After a surprisingly non-violent plane crash, Miles and his canine companion Kilo need to salvage the parts of their aircraft so they can successfully return home. But nobody said that that would be easy. That's where Miles and Kilo shines. It is hard. Damn hard. Yet it never gets frustrating. The fun is in its tough-as-nails platforming that tests your limits without ever feeling unfair. Die? Well, instantly restart the level, all of which can be completed in under 45 seconds. I just wish there was more stages. It is, however, longer and bigger in almost every way than Kid Trip. But unlike Kid Trip, which was an auto runner with only options to slow down or speed up, you now have full control over miles, which means stop on a dime, run directly to the goal, take your time to plan out your next move, or get this—even go left. Even climbing and surfing and sliding can help you get to the end of the stage. All uh, you also have a limited amount of fruit to use as a weapon, whereas Kid Trip offered unlimited rocks to get past your enemies. I like this is not on the written review. I like that there's that conservation and strategy behind your fruit. Uh, My preferred playstyle, especially as a speedrunner, is to find my way through each level without taking my thumb off the D-pad. The incentive and replayability is through the game's level grading system. After each stage, you're given a rank between D and S, with the latter being optimal. Of the 35 plus stages, I was able to S-rank 20 of them on my first blind playthrough. I've since gone back and gotten the top rating on all stages, but that is just the beginning. You need to finish each level with under the recommended time, while gathering every coin, and finishing with all five pieces of fruit unused in your inventory. You can collect fruit throughout the stage to refill your supply in order to earn that S rank. Increasingly hard boss battles await you at the end of each world. The game also offers 20 different achievements to keep you coming back. At the time of this writing, and now of this recording, I have 19 of the possible achievements, only needing to beat the incredible time attack mode with less than 10 deaths. I have done it in 22 was my lowest death count so far miles and kilo also keeps track of your statistics including times beaten total coins hours played and your best time attack run now let's talk about that soundtrack Chris Kulkla has scored one of the best indie soundtracks in recent years, particularly the World 1 Overworld and Underground themes. The fast-paced chiptunes flow perfectly with the speed at which you platform, serving incredibly well to motivate you through each stage. Kilo joins Miles on a multitude of stages, particularly in the late game. While controlling Kilo, you automatically run so you can play the game one-handed if you'd like. The only downfall would be the way miles uh, kilos I'm sorry homing attack works at first it was a total turn off i found myself bopping enemies over gaps only to fall to my death then i realized it was more of a user error than the game's fault after getting used to it kilo while still not my favorite aspect of the game he controls great That last sentence holds true for the entire game. The controls are airtight and the enemies are never random, so mastering the game is absolutely possible. For only $7.99, Miles and Kilo is uh, not only the best game under $10 on the Nintendo eShop, it is second only to Celeste as my favorite indie game on the Nintendo Switch. If you purchase Miles and Kilo before July 12th, you get Kid Trip for free. That's right, absolutely free. Also be on the lookout for Mick Waits of Four Horses Games on the podcast July 21st fourth. First for a special bonus episode. Miles and Kilo is a must-own and absolutely we pod approved with a 9.75 out of ten.
1: Damn, very strong words. That was a I need a of, that was a lot of Yeah, you went on like a three, four minute read, so you definitely deserve a read after, or a drink after that. Mm. But I'm glad you enjoyed I was gonna guess around nine point two, but you favored it very good. I have
0: um we talked through it with the writers and we said only like nine, nine point two five, nine point five, nine point seven five, ten. Yeah, it's not going to be like seven point one. Okay, six point six.
1: I mean, you said that thirty-five boards. It's still a good amount of boards. Yeah,
0: it is. It's and it's it's. Uh, let's see, that's fifteen. I think there are sixteen more stages in this game than there was in Kid Trip. I think Kid Trip only had twenty. Um, if my memory serves me right, I think it goes to up to 4-5, 4, five, four
1: five. So twenty stages. Uh, it's it's so good. You played a stage of it. Yeah. It's pretty hard. It was it was a bit challenging, but it took me a minute to kind of get the controls down. Because number one, I'm not used to the controller.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, the switch is, it it can be a fickle. But, I,
1: but but I did but I did enjoy playing it. Yeah. I wouldn't stop until I beat that one board. That's right. And you said I can see now why it's kind of addicting. Yeah. Um, and you didn't mention like speedrun and all. This seems like a game that could be sp- speedrun. I did speed mention speedrun. Oh, did you? Yes.
0: And I've already routed um three different. Uh, Which worlds. ways to go? Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm c- constantly kind of working on it. I try to play it's it. It's only for, a matter of time. For 10, 15 minutes a day, I try to play it. Mm. When I first got it, it was a lot longer than that. I was playing for hours because that game is, is brutally hard. It makes it sound like it's not because I S-ranked 20 of the 35 stages. 36, I think. But you are a game freak, so. though. No, no. It's not even that. I'm used to Kid Trip. I know how the okay, game... yeah because that's such a good game I'm used to the way it controls this one's a little different than kid trip because kid trip it automatically runs for you and you can control the speed and the jumps and the and the the throwing of your rock um to kill enemies so this one you have full autonomy over miles but I'm just still kind of used to the way the game platforms yeah. it wasn't um a crazy variance in the way it controls from kid trip it's just uh i wasn't used i'm i'm almost so used to Miles automatically running from Kid Trip that I'm like, wait, I have to press yeah. right. So I've actually found myself killing myself early in a stage because I forgot you're, you're that it started. To ways, yeah. And I was waiting for him to start running. And I was like, shit, I got to hit right. Yeah. Um, so I've made some memes and stuff. The switch is pretty cool because you can hold down the photo button and it takes a 30 second video. Oh, so, cool. I've actually taken videos of my progress throughout the game and beating levels. And you and could like, share it if you really want yeah, to. did. Yeah, oh, it goes right to yeah. Twitter. So, I've been doing that a lot. And then I made a meme of you can just like walk on water in the game. So, I was the, there was a stage where I was the dog, too, Kilo, who automatically runs. And I missed a jump. So, I started jumping on the water to try and save myself, but I ran into a wall. So, I was like, in my head, I'm like, just keep this going. Just jump as long as possible. So, I kept jumping and I filmed it and recorded it and said, uh, when you 're waiting for the weekend to end and or the work week is almost over, and the weekend's just out of reach, oh, oh and it was nice. a pretty fun nice. thing yeah that's gotten some fun uh, traction online, but I do want to announce a contest for this game if you, if that sounded appealing to you, we sam and I were giving away six copies of this game, thanks to Mick from Four Horses games for the codes. We have six different codes for miles and kilo to give away, three for North America. Uh, And three for Europe. So our European listeners out there in Sweden, and I I shouldn't have done that, and all these awesome places out there in Europe, if you want a copy, boom. Uh, North America, boom. Same for you. The perks of having a nerdy podcast. Yeah, that's right. So we're giving away six free codes to this game. Um, Again, WePod approved, 9.75 out of 10. It's almost a perfect platformer. I just wish there was more to it. Um, if If you want, you can go on our Twitter... At WePod and WeKnow. Uh, you're gonna see a pinned tweet from me. It has very, very simple, very, very specific instruction in it. Um, basically, all you have to do is like that tweet that's pinned, then you have to um, retweet that tweet that is pinned, give me a follow, and follow Four Horses Games. That's all you have to do. And in less than three days, we already have 60 retweets and 66 likes. And
1: eighty new it's, followers. And that's literally only going to take you thirty seconds to do all the important things, if that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> if it takes you thirty seconds, I don't know what kind of phone you're using or where you're getting your internet service. Could it be Wi-Fi? Yeah, no. we went from uh, three hundred and seventy followers to four hundred and sixty now. So we we got 90 followers from this thing as well. So a lot of people are entering, but there's six codes to give away. So you have plenty, plenty, plenty of chances to win a free copy of Miles and Kilo on Nintendo Switch. I just want to thank Mick for really being awesome. I offered to basically said, hey, listen, let me get one code from you. For this much money. Yeah, exactly. He said like, absolutely not.
1: Yeah, he's like, I won't take a dollar from you. I'll say, Oh, that's that what a nice guy. Yeah,
0: that, and I that makes me yeah. so excited to interview him. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to talk to him. I've heard interviews uh with him in the past. I've heard him before, I've read stuff from him before, and obviously we interact on Twitter basically daily yeah. now, but I can't wait to
1: finally talk to him myself. It's yeah. gonna be really cool. Now, didn't you say that you guys are going to have a race or something? He uh,
0: he did he did challenge <laughs> me to a race in Kid Trip. Um, and remember, guys, this is the developer of the game. So he's obviously no really good. Yeah. Uh, but he said, yeah, listen, if you want to race me, it's fine. I'm trying to think of ways to make that work because I don't have a streamable exactly. computer yeah. right now. My computer does not have the capability to stream anymore. Um, I'm thinking about just... Going on Skype with him and doing the honor system where I'll get my Skype video and I'll play it on a Skype video and he'll play it on his Skype video and we just basically race and we can talk about it. But there's no way to share that with the world. Yeah. Um, maybe we can well, I mean, Facebook
1: could, Live it. I mean, yeah. I was like, that could be your way. Or you yeah. do look the Instagram Live and you can save the video to your story. Is that what you can do too? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. You know – and the,
0: it'll only take us about eight, you know, five, between five and eight minutes. Yeah, and that to would be play, perfect. That would be
1: perfect. Um,
0: the the game. So maybe that could happen. I don't know uh, how that could work. Maybe I'll get him on Skype, then do Instagram Live, and then just record the whole session of us yeah, playing maybe, on Skype. You no. Know, so we'll figure something out. But uh, I would like to have that done in the next two weeks before we have the interview because that would obviously make for some fun talking points and hopefully you can whoop your ass and we can trash it <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the other review i have this one's not quite as long um, this one is for runbow on the nintendo switch uh, this game has been out for a couple years on wii u and 3ds but it's now uh an on xbox one but it released on ps4 and nintendo switch i be- believe on tuesday july 3rd uh, my byline for this one my byline for miles and kilo by the way was miles ahead of the competition or my tagline. I'm sorry. My tagline for this is well, color us impressed. Uh, again, by Greg Hall. Reviewed on the Nintendo Switch. Review copy to uh, provided to us by Head Up Games, the publisher. 13AM uh, Games was the developer. Head Up Games published runbo So here's my review of Runbow on the Nintendo Switch. As a speedrunner, I love it when games have the word run in the title. I'm automatically intrigued. Throw some frantic multiplayer, more cameos than a Star Wars MCU crossover, and you've got Runbo, a great title from Canadian Constructs, 13 AM games, whether you're playing by yourself or with friends, either real or imaginary. First, let's talk about the solo experience before we get into the insanity that is multiplayer. With over 140 stages, Adventure Mode pits you in a grid-based progression where you pick your path to defeat Satura, the game's main antagonist. While the story doesn't necessarily get much deeper than that, it doesn't have to in this instance. Levels are either green, yellow, or red to help signify the degree or difficulty, but let's be honest, even the green stages tend to be challenging at times. It's basically like a choose your own adventure book, but instead of turning to a different page to progress the story you decide if you want to read in a larger font or in a different freaking language each level you complete comes with that feeling of pure platforming satisfaction with seemingly every death feeling like it was your own fault from a speedrunning perspective, Runbow is a fantastic option. It has an on-screen timer for individual level runners and offers enough stages to make for a meaty, full game run that is tight on speed tech and requires precise platforming but low on RNG. The only thing that can be tedious and frustrating is a 3 second countdown before each level and after each death as it kind of brings Runbow's pace to a somewhat of a halt for the game that you will fail at a lot. The game's behemoth mode is ideal for speedrunning, as it arguably is the toughest challenge the game has to offer. But it can be memorized and mastered in due time. You've dropped you're dropped into the belly of a beast, literally, with increasingly difficult platforming stages thrown at you, gauntlet style. Our first run clocked in at over two hours, but in just two days we had cut that down to 38 minutes. So there is a, and there is also no three-second timer in this mode. Runbo feels right at home on the Nintendo Switch, as is perfect for a 10-minute session to kill time. ...on the go, or popping off the Joy-Con at your next party for some local multiplayer hijinks. I haven't even touched on the mechanic that makes Runbo so special. This colorful creation offers a literal wave of purples, blues, greens, and so much more to help or hinder you through each stage. Background colors change, either revealing or removing... Uh, platforms of the same color for that. uh, For example, if the background is orange, any platforms, lasers, walls that are orange will disappear until the color changes. The patterns don't differ from run to run, making memorization important. And each new color is shown briefly before taking over the screen. So you have a second or two to react and adjust. Uh, this also bleeds over to multiplayer, most, both local and online. You can play locally with up to four players, and online, you can take that number to a whopping nine. Run mode offers a frantic race to the finish, while Arena is a balloon fight-esque fight to survive, minus the balloons. King of the Hill has players vying for dominance over a single control point. While Run never seems to get dull, there are only so many times Arena in King of the Hill can be played before it feels a little repetitive. From Shovel Knight to our good buddy Gunvolt from Indie Creates, Runbow offers almost 20 unlockable characters to create color-coordinated madness with. This is the perfect touch, especially in single player, as i found myself wanting to beat each stage with all my favorite characters, adding a level of replayability. As far as the soundtrack goes, what is there is fantastic, but I wish Runbo had some more legs. It is not the quality or even quantity of the tracks, it is how short they are in length that feels like a loop playing over and over, and it feels like the soundtrack has everything to offer in it within just a few minutes of each mode. Overall, Runbow offers a colorful, challenging, fun, addictive, and fantastically frustrating platformer that has me wanting to play it even when my Switch is not around. You can't do much better for the $14.99 price point, and this indie darling has stuffed... To itself uh, to the brim with content. It is available now on the Nintendo eShop. It is also available on Wii U, 3DS, Xbox One, PC, and PS4. Runbo is definitely Wii Pod approved with an 8 out of 10.
1: I was going to guess 9. You want to do that? I, I was going to. Uh, it's I on our own my, website, so I figured yeah, you already looked at it. Well, it's I, I try, <laughs> it's, it's funny. When I do see a review, I know, I, I know that like, you kind of like see there's a number there. I'll try to just like, scroll faster. You know what I mean? Just sure. So I don't see it.
0: That's funny. Um so both games we had the opportunity to uh, do a review on, I'm extremely happy with. Yeah. Um I can't really say anything bad
1: about it. Mean, anything with, like you said, sp- basically it's it sounds like both games are for speedrunning besides the three second haul, which reminded me of Mario Kart sixty four.
0: <laughs> I will I will always try to find a way to uh make it about speedrunning. To make it about speedrunning, yeah. <laughs> I will always try to find a way to do that. Um but we do have a uh, in our other story, in The Biggest Stories, we also have a, a fun story about Netflix basically becoming the king of the freaking
1: world. Yeah, I forget which... IGN had it. IGN. So it was a website basically saying, what are what are people watching? I think Netflix was number one. Um, I, surprisingly, in last place was Amazon. And then right after that was Basic Cable. So how far has Basic Cable fallen?
0: Just I think, considering
1: if these juggernauts come out.
0: I think it's because... Nobody realizes that Amazon Prime comes with Amazon Prime exactly, Video. With exactly. With all the amazing perks that Amazon Prime offers, they don't really hype up Amazon Prime Video no, that don't. much. And it's because it's named Amazon Prime Video, it's almost confusing. It's what it can be. It's like the Wii U. Is that is that the Wii Two? Is yeah. that the Wii? Is that a peripheral for the Wii or is that a new console? I mean, it's no, kind no. of for me
1: too. The only show I watched on Amazon was Sneaky Pete. Yeah. i never watched you know another show. I mean, I'd like to. I know there's a lot of stuff, but again, there's too much shit. I don't even know what to pick first.
0: And it's uh it's you know, because listen, they're spending like 18 billion dollars or something like crazy like that this year alone yeah. or like 8.1 i think billion this year alone in new content that's why netflix is ruling the roost right now yeah. at a 12 dollar price point used to be 10 at a 12 dollar price point you can't really do much better yeah a lot of people are cord cutting nowadays too
1: it's like hulu amazon and netflix that trifecta basically offers you all the content you'd want exactly and most i mean some people have dvr which i guess may- you know, keeps you going back to basically me. I don't have it, so if I miss it live, I'm screwed. And that's why Netflix. It's like everything's there. I don't have to rush. I can pause it whenever I want. And I think it's ten seventy nine a month to be exact. I think that was the last on my statement. Ten ten
0: seventy nine. Well, that was, that was because the last. you got that grandfather piece. Um we now know that Netflix is more popular than cable TV to to certain generations of people. You know, definitely kids prefer it because we all I'm I'm in the same There's everything thing. On there. We have our phones and computers yeah. a foot away from us at all times. It's a little bit more accessible. Hey, listen, you're up in your room, you don't have a TV or maybe a cable box up there, but you have your laptop, yeah. your iPad, iPhone, whatever, and everything nowadays is is right there. You know, obviously we know the reasons I still have cable TV. Of but even if you cut the cord Right. And you're a sports fan. A lot of people say, Hey, listen, I can't cut the cord. I'm a sports guy. Well, now ESPN Plus is around for five bucks a month if you want that. You have HBO Go that you don't even need to be a subscriber to get for like 12 bucks a month. So you can get HBO. Which is awesome. I think Showtime has one. Yeah, I think the same thing. Um, the CW has one. DC's getting a streaming service. Disney's getting a streaming service. And being here in Philadelphia, we're lucky the NBC Philadelphia sports yeah, app is right there. Allows you to stream everything that's not Eagles. Yeah. So Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, Union, I don't think are available either. But those three teams, you can watch every game right there. Um, so besides football, which is obviously huge, of especially because I love the Red Zone channel, now you only need to be an internet subscriber so you can cut the cord yep. and still watch your sports. So there is a lot of options out there nowadays.
1: And I think that's that's the cable. Another reason why cable TV is kind of falling behind is there's so much shit to go for, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, cable, like I barely watch live TV anymore.
0: How often now now you're you and I are cut from a different ilk. Mm-hmm. I have DVR. you do I, not I've never owned had dVR it, so now let's talk about that a little bit. DVR is something that is irrelevant for streaming services because it's all on exactly. demand exactly, but coming from somebody who doesn't have dVR is that something that you know why why don't you have dVR? it's expensive, too expensive?
1: Mm-hmm. It's just too expensive. I mean it's it's awesome like i but you don't find it worth it. No, it is, but when you're just, you know, especially me, just basically going back to work for three and a half months, it's it's tough to afford when you're paying for, for your bill here. You got your water bill, your phone bill, your car bill, your insurance, your credit card. Like, your bills stack up. It just, it was just like an added fund where I feel like I, I could live without it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my friends said, like, Toby, when we watch wrestling, boom, he puts it on, we could faster, all the 7,000 commercials because who the ones to watch all that live?
0: Yeah. Um, now, you're a, you're a guy that if they if you miss a show, you got to pray that it comes to on demand the next day. Yeah, basically. So what happens in those instances, right? I like, wait
1: I literally wait and if it's not there, I wait another day. If if not, like, I guess I'm beat on the show. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do?
0: Is that tough for you to have to almost plan your schedule when it comes yeah, on TV? Kind of it's kind of
1: a pain in the ass, like right? Oh, let's go. You know, Here's oh ah, shit, you know, I don't you know, maybe I'll wait, buddy. I usually work around it. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a few shows like when Spartacus came on back in the day. I think that came on Friday night at like 10. 10. So, and I made sure no matter what, if I was out at the bar drinking, I'd be like, our guy's got to go. Then I'd be back after. Like, I just made that hour, like, all right, Spartacus is too badass to miss.
0: No, dude, I'm with you. Like, I loved Spartacus too. It was weird because I would wait to DVR it. I I remember you a couple times when we were at the bar. You literally would leave, you would literally come back. That's Uh, literally the case. But I would always say when you came back, Shut the frig up. Like, don't tell me anything that happened. I, was I, a I would just come guy. back all
1: hyped. Like, Why is he so hyped? <laughs>
0: I would know from the way you returned or if you
1: came back at all if it was a good episode or not. <laughs> Sometimes if it was emotional, maybe I had to stay at home and just kind of like twiddle my thumbs and think about life for a minute.
0: Yeah, I hear you, man. And I waited till Saturday mornings most times to watch that on DVR, but you're the reason I got into that show. I forget how. I know you let me borrow the first season, and I watched it after work one day,
1: but I don't remember. Because I, I think you got in it late because they, you know, Andy Whitfield, who passed away. Um, He did the first season. Before he did, they were like, oh, he needs time to recover. Then they did the Gannicus, yeah. and then sadly passed, and then they got Liam McIntyre. Uh,
0: did Liam McIntyre? He did it for two seasons, right? They did.
1: Yeah, two or three. They didn't go to
0: five. It yeah, so then he, he did two then. All right, so I got in the show between the third and the last season. I was in it for that well, like, got, summer or you, winter or whatever because I watched the last season live.
1: Okay, because you got in like, the perfect time. You didn't have to wait the extra year, the year yeah. and a half, or the second one to come yeah. out. So you got in at the perfect time.
0: Hey, l- listen, maybe that's advice to some folks out there that uh, want to get into a new show. Wait till the summer before the last show to catch up. Maybe, <laughs> like, Game of
1: Thrones, it's on its last leg now. Maybe this is the time no, for you to start to catch up. And I was thinking, I was like, man, I wish I could, like, just forget everything I saw in Game of Thrones and just go back and just watch it all. Because that's the best way to watch it. Because by the time you finish it, it'll be next year and... Around April. Yeah, I bet there's a lot that happens that you're like, oh, crap. Oh, I'm sure that I you know, knowing that. like even in the beginning, I was so bad at remembering people's names. Yeah. So now when they're oh, saying 100%. names, it's like, oh, shit, I know exactly who they're Dude, talking about.
0: I'm totally with you on that. It took me a long time to remember names. There.
1: I'll probably rewatch it again. Just I'll wait for the last one to come out and then because there's just so much new stuff now that I'm trying to catch up
0: on. Now to wrap up the whole streaming conversation with Netflix being king and, um, you know, basically being the number one avenue for folks to watch things nowadays, um, I have – you don't have Hulu, right? No. So I can't have you rank them. Um, I would say Netflix, Hulu, Amazon in that yeah, in that I'd,
1: order. I'd agree with that.
0: Amazon's got some really good stuff on there, like sneaky good stuff, like Red Oaks and, and stuff like that. And um, I, I love that. But Hulu has every TV show I've ever wanted, which is awesome. But Netflix has the, the original content. It's and the all the th- stuff that you ever watch. And all the stuff I've ever watched. <laughs> Netflix, I think, has the best original content. When we talk about – like. Originals, we don't talk about the Handmaid's Tale that often. No. And that's a Hulu show. We don't talk about Red Oaks as much as nope. we should, and that's an Amazon Prime show. We do talk about Stranger Things. We do talk about all the documentaries, the stand-ups. And, stand-up and the only show
1: that I remember us really talking about besides you know you and Red Oaks for, for Amazon is Sneaky Pete. Other yep, than Sneaky that, Pete. They're the Good only point. They're yep. the only other shows that I, yep. I know of.
0: Sneaky Pete, um, The Man in the High Castle on Hulu. Mm. Um, but then you have Orange is the New Black, Stranger Things um at a time you had uh the remake lost in space they they have yeah, they have lost in space they you have, have way dark, more shows you have safe you have a million shows that are and maybe not stand up specials. They have everything, and that's the neat part about that is they do have stand up specials. Like Bo Burnham's latest special, one of the biggest comedians in the world, was an Amazon or was a Netflix exclusive. It yeah. was a Netflix original. Like I that's mean, pretty neat that they nail down those rights. I mean,
1: if anything, Netflix is giving too many people Netflix specials. Like they're just <laughs> hanging out hours. They're starting to do half hours now. It's like holy shit. So you're saying we could get a Netflix special? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would be. I don't even know how we would do it, but. It'd be kind of cool.
0: We'll be right back after this word from our ESO network partners. We need to tape a promo, guys. If you had to encapsulate the roundtable in one catchphrazy kind of way, what would you say?
1: Rampant trickery, redonkulous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's not go with shrink. That that that. You know, the first okay. one was good. The second one was great. After that, it kind of you know. Guys, guys, promo. Stay promo. on topic here. Okay. Stay on topic. Stay on topic. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going in. Stay on topic. Stay on topic. topic. Red leader, I'm... I, no, I'm sorry. Stay I on topic. I can't see it. It's up to you, Red 5. <laughs> oh, God. Here's the promo. So, joke. promo.
0: <laughs> the Roundtable, brought to you by Revolution SF. Tough love for sci-fi. Available at RevolutionSF.com and iTunes. And as we start off in the movie section today, Sam, you saw Ant-Man and the Wasp yesterday. I did. did. Uh, Let's get your spoiler-free impressions. I watched a bunch of movies this in the past two weeks. None of them were Ant-Man and the Wasp, although I wanted to last night. It just didn't happen.
1: I mean, I know. I watched it on the back page of my notebook. I have, like... 10 things already for Picks of the Week. Like I, I have so much stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot better than I did the first great. one.
0: And that seems to be the consensus. Yeah, and I, This
1: is I, a very fun movie. I felt like more everyone like, felt more comfortable in the role. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Pena had his moments where he has that, that talk fast lip and everyone else is kind of like mouth and as he's talking, that mm-hmm. was hilarious.
0: My number one question is, how was Ghost? Awesome.
1: Um, yeah, oh, Dude, awesome. Great,
0: I, great. Marvel doesn't do villains. E-
1: even like there's like, a couple scenes where, you know, Paul Rudd's not his normal size and that was just freaking hilarious and even Paul Rudd said it was like that was the hardest part that we had to do he's like you know because that was like the longest we had to take to film when you see the scene you'll know exactly what I'm talking about but um it it was fun Peyton Reed came back to direct it he did the first one the wasp did she oh she delivered Evangeline Lilly was a badass um yeah I I was I was blown away they definitely this to me was where the the action kind of jumped up, the comedy mm-hmm. jumped up, but it's just like even Paul Rudd, I felt like he looked and felt more comfortable in the role. Okay, so I just think maybe besides you know doing Ant Man, then when he did Civil War a little bit, you know like he had, I don't know, just maybe felt more comfortable seeing everybody.
0: If Civil War and Ant Man the original were flipped in terms of time of release, I feel like the first one would have gone over better. Because Ant Man came out before Civil War. If our introduction to Ant Man was when they opened the van and there's Captain Paul America. Rudd, and there's Paul Rudd, I think then Ant Man the first one would have done and, better.
1: And it's funny because they they kind of like his name comes up, and that that was kind of funny back and forth. You have a very funny Stanley cameo, which I really liked. Cool. Um, I thank God because the, the spoilers I saw people were getting it ruined about the mid credit scene. So thank God I just barely avoided it. They say that the mid credit scene is it was the awesome. actual ending
0: yeah, of the movie. That
1: was awesome, and I yeah. was like, wow. And then I stayed till the end, and and you don't even have to. like it's is a quick two, minute like A two quick two second. Yeah, I mean, you, I there, there's
0: a reason enough to stay. It's better than goddamn Deadpool. No, no. Or, or, I
1: would I would just see the mid credit scene and go because you can just wait for a Blu release for that. Just I'll save you the five eight minutes of that freaking title s- scroll. Okay. Because it was just a quick second, but it was worth it for the mid-credit.
0: Ant-Man, ha- it uh, it made 11.5 on the Thursday night release, which is better than the original film. Okay. It's better than Doctor Strange, and it's better than the first Guardians of the Galaxy, which gave me an idea that I'm going to rapid-fire you a couple Marvel movies, and you tell me which one you liked better. And they all have uh, like to compared- be Ant-Man versus The Wasp. Okay, all right. Okay, So Ant-Man versus. Ant-Man and The Wasp, mm-hmm. or
1: the original Ant-Man. It's, it's Ant Man the Lost Doctor Strange. I don't know Doctor Strange. Hmm. Because kind of, it's Ant Man's more of like a like a comedy. Just which one
0: you enjoyed more as a film? Doesn't have to get all serious. about I'd it. probably say Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, the original
1: Guardians, Thor Two. No, the that Darth was role. I would probably say Ant Man Two, Thor One. I, I, for some reason, I like Thor One. I would say Thor One because I don't know. Captain
0: like, America The First Avenger I like Cap I'll always like Cap Iron Man 3 Ant-Man <laughs> Iron Man 2 Iron Man 2 Okay so then I would assume Iron Man 1
1: Because yeah, um, I loved Iron Man 1
0: And my last one Avengers Age of Ultron Because
1: that movie's not great Yeah I'd, I'd still probably see I'd probably see Ant-Man Over that
0: or Really? Ultron, yeah G- I was really. Pissed. I mean, the only I, one saw, I, I saw
1: Ultron a few times. It just—I don't know. I just—it just didn't do it for me. Um,
0: I hope to see it this week, so next week we can do a full spoiler cast of it, as we tend to do with Marvel and DC films of giving the spoiler casts. Um, you know, it probably won't be as long as, let's say, Avengers. It'll probably be ten minutes of us talking, maybe yeah. less than that. I mean,
1: don't get me wrong. I still liked Age of the Ultron was good, yeah. but just overall film, I thought Ant-Man and the Wasp was better.
0: Yeah, so I think I'll probably see Ant-Man this week, and we'll have our spoiler impressions of it on next week's show, episode 99, uh, which is... It's coming, coming fast. Insane. Uh, the first Purge also came out, which was weird. I think it came out on July 4th, which was a Wednesday. And it actually had a Tuesday night premiere, which it made $13.9 million. So it did pretty well Audience for a Tuesday there. night yeah. premiere when a lot of the folks do a vacation around yeah. that time. That just shows us that
1: people still want to see the Purge.
0: <laughs> and, and also, this year, 4th of July came on a Wednesday, and that's just yeah. a weird time yeah. to have a holiday like that. Like We all got a break in the middle of the week. That was I mean was I appreciate
1: year. it because I, I came back to work, so I was hurting. <laughs> Here's the
0: IGN review. The morning after catching a press screening for the first purge, I was still trying to reconcile what I had saw on screen. Uh, <laughs> wow. There was an undeniable satisfaction watching someone from a marginalized community cut through a machine gun carrying Nazis, the same kind of satisfaction you get watching pulp slasher films or revenge thrillers. Yet there was this constant reminder that the atrocities put to screen weren't the gross augmentations of our reality that we've come to expect from these films. In many cases, they were carbon copies of our reality while trying to hit the basic markers that have come to define the purge films. The first purge comes up empty when mining real life tragedies as the backdrop for a summer movie. The first purge mines the anger and the harrowing events of the Trump era with mediocre results. 7.5. Mediocre results, meaning a 5.0. Oh,
1: um, uh, I was, he, he sounded like it was good in the beginning, and then he kind of, like, the last second, he kind of, like, swerved.
0: I don't know who reviewed this for IGN, but that's a really wordy verdict um, that was unappealing to read,
1: first and foremost, and, and now I have zero... Oh, it's gory? Oh, no, I don't want to say it. <laughs> it's just, you don't have to be all wordy with that. I, I still want to say it, just because I, even though I wasn't a fan of Ethan Hawke's first one, but Frank Grillo's second. Third
0: Marginalized really satisfaction augmentation. You don't need these words in a written review. <laughs> Uh, make it simple. Come on, man. The kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, anyway, I yeah, I have zero interest to see it. I know you just said you kind of you, you're okay with seeing it. I watched the first purge. I thought it was all right. That was, that was
1: that was my my least favorite was the first one. Really? Yeah, I thought Frank Grillo's second, third one was way better.
0: Oh wow. Yeah, I never saw any of the other ones outside of that one. I just saw the first. It was like I said, it was okay. See
1: the second, and third one. I think you'll like better.
0: I just I don't know if I want to see them at all.
1: all right. Like I just don't know if I have the. Uh, it was just interesting hey one day crimes go do what you want it's like oh shit really yeah
0: uh, this one apparently gets really political with the Trump era stuff. I, just, I figured that's I'm, literally what it was going to be. I'm scared enough to live in a, this reality, so I'm good yeah. without seeing it on the screen. We have Escape Plan 2 Hades, which is a great name for a film. Stallone. Escape Plan 2 Hades fails to recapture what made the previous film a decent watch. It doesn't offer up any thrills, compelling characters, or humor. It's simply adequate and so incredibly boring, which, which isn't an adjective a fan would normally use when describing this sort of film. There is no escaping how dull and lousy Escape Plan Ooh. 2 Hades is. 4.0?
1: 4. 4.8. So I gave oh. a little bit more credit. <laughs> Jesus.
0: 4.8 bad. I, mean,
1: I saw the first one. It was Stallone and Schwarzenegger. I mean, any movie that then tour in, I would probably just go see anyway. Like, like he said, the first one was just Okay.
0: That's how a written review yeah. should be. Yeah. That was short, sweet, yeah. and to the point. But let's think about the last two movies we just read reviews for. One was super wordy and had all these big soliloquies and and and, and, and uh, like comparisons in it and all this stuff. And it was a 5.0. Yeah. Mediocre. This one was short, sweet, and to the point. It yeah. said I, how I, crappy I it was. I got a picture no. of how bad this movie was. But it was a 4.8. Yeah. And it was bad. Point 0.2 less. And it was considered bad to mediocre. I was... mean,
1: they should be that long if they're good. Yeah, Not like, at the end, you just take a shit on them. And, for
0: real. Yeah. And you give me a 5.0. And, and Dave Batiste
1: is in this movie also.
0: Yeah, he is. He's on the cover
1: yep. of one of the posters. Yep. Uh, next,
0: we have a review for Sorry to Bother You, which is like that uh, call center movie. Where the guy is in the call center and the guy's like, put on your white voice. And he's like, how can I help you today? Yeah, yeah. that was funny. (laughs) Um, It looked crazy. Like, it looked like a weird, trippy balls type of film. And apparently the audience and the uh, critics agree. Uh, Certainly weird, confrontational, wildly satirical, and certainly unique. They wrote certainly twice in the same sentence. Sorry to Bother You is one of the funniest, energetic, and best films of the year. Wow. 8.0. 9.7. 8.0. 9.7. Amazing.
1: See, so in the beginning, I don't know, like, they, they tiptoe. Like, it's, it's weird. It's still like, then it's, oh, 10 out of 10. I
0: think that was charmingly weird. Okay. I think it was, like, quirky. You know right. what I mean? Quir-
1: the, the, the preview looked funny.
0: <sighs> Dude, I turned me off, man. I do like Uncle Drew. I want to say Uncle Drew, but I'm sure that'll get shit on. Yeah. And Sorry to Bother You is going to be the next big <laughs> fucking hit movie that I Sorry miss Sorry
1: to out Bother on. You. Again,
0: (laughs) Child's Play. uh, There's a Child's Play remake in the works from MGM with Polaroid director Lars Klevberg helming the film. MGM is reportedly fast-tracking this film as well. I think we also heard rumors last, like a couple months ago. And we reported on it that there's a child's play TV series. I think. Yeah, too. I think
1: that's exactly what we did. Did they re- just like recently release a Chucky movie? The cult of Chucky yeah. came, I
0: think, last year yeah. or 2016. Yeah. I'm, was, I'm pretty, sure, two I'm pretty sure it was
1: last year. Yeah. I mean, I, I never really was a fan of Chucky. Yeah, he was okay. Yeah.
0: This this new one apparently is insanely good. Like it's getting yeah. beautiful, wonderful, awesome reviews. It's and- not
1: something that I'm going to go out to the theater and watch. But if I see it on cable, like okay, let me see what it's worth. If they if this is because
0: they say it's a remake. If they're remaking the first one which could use a nice touch of paint. Yeah. This is going to do gangbusters at theaters. It's going to do really well. A lot of people like child's
1: play, but to see Chucky. Kids these days have no idea who he is. What I hope, it's not for
0: kids. True. (laughs) It's a horror movie for adults. I just think that if you do what, with Chucky, what they did with um, Freddy Krueger in that Nightmare on Elm Street remake in 2010 where they had the kid from Bad News Bears playing him, and you remake the way he looks, and he looks shit. Yeah. That's bad. It really depends on Chucky. Yeah. If Chucky looks menacing, but innocent. If he looks cute, but terrifying yeah, at the same time. He has to look
1: creepy always. Give
0: me the red hair, because that's has, creepy. Has give me three freckles on each cheek in a triangle. That's creepy. Give me the menacing smile. And give me like blue eyes. And him
1: holding a knife. Yeah, awesome. that's awesome. all we need.
0: And then like these piercing blue eyes. I'm good with that. I don't care what he's wearing. If you want to remake his, his outfit a little bit. But if you keep those kind of creepy elements... He'll be fine. Just don't go overboard. Yeah. Don't do the Annabelle thing where it looks like a distri- like a disheveled doll. Make it a children's toy that looks appealing to children
1: that fucking kills you. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> what, I what I remember from the damn movies. Alan
0: Taylor, who uh, directed Thor The Dark World, will direct the Sopranos pe- uh, prequel film The Many Saints of Newark, which I, unlike everybody else, am really, really excited for. I mean – it takes place in the
1: 60s. I could I, I I see how you're going to be excited for it. I mean, I'll probably still see it just because I've seen every episode of The Sopranos. I'll Love have the to Sopranos, see it, but I'm, yeah. I'm not going to be the first in line to say it. You know? Hmm. I
0: could see myself waiting till Blu ray or waiting exactly. till exactly.
1: cable. Exactly, Unless they. Unless it gets blown exactly. out of the water with reviews. Exactly. But
0: I'm super excited to see this regardless of how I consume it. I am looking forward it's to it. It just sucks
1: because when you think of Sopranos, the first name you think of is James Kennedy. It's the yeah. first name you think of. And it should be. Like it should be the first name you think yeah. of. He's that good. But it's like to him with not even like knowing that he's on this earth. It's just like, ah.
0: Yeah, it sucks, man. Like you would think that – I'm sure they'll pay some cool respects to him. be some funny Easter I think eggs. I I almost want to watch the movie because it takes place 40 years before the, the show started. I almost want to see the Easter eggs that they drop in the movie that are tied yeah. to the show that I'm like, oh, shit. Or is Uncle June, like young Uncle June going to be in there? Is – is uh he
1: has to i would is, say he uh, always has to be right just a th- obviously a different actor is
0: tony's dad gonna be in it that's what, you know literally what I mean? is was, there oh, gonna be a is, young tony
1: exactly is he a child you yeah. know a
0: okay. young paulie well kind of a, as a teenage paulie a uh um because christopher's, uh, not, born christopher's yet? not born yet no no And you wouldn't know his girlfriend maybe a Carmela before she joined it maybe a young Carmela yeah. before she got into that type of family what did she do before she got involved with okay there there could be some elements to this that i'm really looking forward to i don't like the fact that um the name of the film has absolutely nothing to do with the sopranos it can be a little maybe this is just another mob movie but since we know that it's sopranos related i'm still
1: interested i mean yeah i would say that's it say what just like yeah i I, I, okay like i'm not like super excited i'm just Mm. okay about it now what
0: what could a trailer change your mind on that one
1: Maybe. As I feel now, I don't know. Like I said, Gandolfini's not here. That's it.
0: Last week, we had reported on who was going to get a role, uh, the role of Goose's son in Top Gun Maverick. Um, I forget who you had said. My guess was Miles Teller. Uh, Miles Teller did get the role. He landed the role of Goose's son in Top Gun Maverick. He'll be Tom Cruise's protege uh, in the movie after we know, spoiler alert, Goose does not he's, make he's it.
1: He's a good enough actor. I mean, yeah, I, I thought he still sucked as Mr. Fantastic. Everybody sucked in that movie. thank God. Kate he... Mara is a
0: lot better than, than she was as is, uh,
1: yeah, besides her hair. but That is a terrible week. I, I saw, yeah. It's a good casting. I think it's a good young guy to kind of take the reins from Tom Cruise. He's the a Phillies an Eagles fan. Exactly. So, <laughs> it's, you know, you, you got to <laughs> love him. He's, I think he's from Delco. Yeah. yeah.
0: He, uh, he's all in the family. Yep. Just throughout the Phillies' first pitch uh, not too long ago, within the last couple weeks. Uh, the Incredibles 2 passes $650 million worldwide and has now outperformed the original.
1: And the director said, "Like I can't believe that everyone's still after all these years. You still wanted to see this movie? So he's like blown away. I I guess it's no surprise that's over six hundred fifty million. Yeah, and um, it's gonna probably cross eight hundred.
0: This it it could go up to a billion. I don't think it nah, will. I think this it's is just probably short. eight
1: eight eight fifty.
0: Yeah. Um, but this inspired our top three for the week uh, because it outperformed the original. Yeah, we thought of uh, three films each that also, in our opinion, yeah. are better than the original." I'm. I think I know all three on your list.
1: Oh, as you should. The first number three is Ant Man. What I did. What I did
0: 100%. was, I stayed away from superhero movies. Number one, they're too easy. Yeah. Uh, I kept. Two of them. I could. I could keep all three of them superhero movies. Of course. Number two, I stayed away from movies in a trilogy or like in like a franchise, like Star Wars,
1: okay, Avengers, I don't have, I don't no Star Wars.
0: Captain America. And Iron Man stuff like that that is in the MCU yeah. a bigger universe yeah. I stayed away from those um, and I and I kept only movies with the number two in the oh, title I only have
1: one of those yeah that's, so that was my number three rock. just Ant-Man and the Wasp I said already how I feel about it that's my number three
0: um, my number three is D2 The Mighty Ducks I think that I, like an, the, I don't even remember it. It's an unpopular opinion. The number, the first one is generally the most well-regarded, is generally the most popular, and is probably the best. But number two strikes the emotional chord for me for three reasons. Number one, it's the first one I saw in the franchise, so I just like it a lot. Number two, I really like the new recruits that they bring into the team. Jesse Mendoza, uh, the cowboy Dwayne, I can't remember his last Dude, name, I, Julie the Cat Gaffney. I forget
1: everyone's face.
0: I really like that whole uh, thing, especially when they're getting introduced I appreciate that they're going against the goodwill, uh, the Junior Goodwill games against Team Iceland as opposed to just another team at the rink uh, that they're rivals with. I think the Hawks were the team in the first one. I really liked everything that the second movie brought. And thirdly, the best quote in the entire franchise was when uh, Connie Moreau was getting cross-checked in the corner by an Iceland player, and he's she is saved by uh, Dwayne, the, the cowboy guy. He gets taken to the penalty box because he swings a bull rope over him. And the announcer goes, two minutes for roping that's a new one on me my favorite line in the franchise i love me
1: some d2 it's been way too long since i've seen it, because i don't remember anything you just said Not one be, word do that, i remember yeah that might be the most normal movie on my yeah. list yeah number two captain america winter soldier yeah figure. that's it like I, I don't even need to explain that's still one of the best marvel movies they ever made and you're and that's better than
0: civil uh, civil war to you yeah, hundred yeah, percent. you still think that? Yeah, I think after we Winter saw Winter Soldier is still the best film. I was gonna say, I think after we saw Avengers, you said that Winter from Soldier from beginning to end, it's the best film. Uh, my number two is Bad Boys Two. Um, yeah, I yeah. I love the original Bad Boys, and yeah. it's got a million the second one is moments. The second but I is think the second one, although it gets shit on by critics, and it probably should, I think it's <laughs> really charming, and I love the whole um, Johnny Tapia storyline. Yeah. I like Johnny Tapia. I think the comedy turns it up a little yeah. bit. Um, the whole Reggie thing yeah, when funny. he comes to the door for the dance martin lawrence is hilarious breaking. getting Man. shot into the ass and i think that a whole dynamic it's like skittles and uh, i don't know that was the first or second i, I think that was the the first one um and a pack of bubblicious or whatever what he, I, I just remember skittles and some skittles yeah uh some juicy fruit bubblicious and some skittles yeah i think that's the first one but uh I, I really liked a lot of the second. Yeah. Plus, it had some really good chase scenes in the cars. Gabrielle oh. Union was, it was fantastic. Michael Bay, yeah. Gabrielle Union was really
1: good yeah. at that too. Number one, no surprise. The movie we quote every freaking day. Rush Hour two, I think it's way better than the first. It's we still quote it every day, too, especially when like when Murph comes down from New York. It, I swear, lines just go up, and it was funny that I caught the ending of Rush Hour last night. Mm-hmm. It was as funny that
0: I am. 2. I am surprised very very surprised i did not have ant-man i 1000% gun to my head thought your number one was gonna be the dark knight
1: i wasn't even thinking movies. that i dude i wasn't even thinking that yeah i guess you're right i could have said that i, I wasn't i, I wasn't figured it was like
0: your favorite movie ever
1: i, I could have taken i did the reason i put ant-man is just because i just saw it yeah but i probably would have taken out that and thrown in that
0: the dark knight Something. where would you have ranked it one, two, or well, three.
1: Well, it, it depends. I don't know. There's Rush Hour 2. I quote it way more than I quote any – like that in Wedding Crashers. Mm-hmm. But that's not a sequel. But so I don't know. I wasn't even thinking The Dark Knight. It wasn't even in my my brain.
0: Yeah. I had a, a bunch of like movies up there. I was battling my number three spot between Mighty Ducks and Austin Powers. Spy was shagging me like I was going back and forth and back and forth. And I decided that Austin Powers is not going to be on my list at all. My number one is – the Secret of the use Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Mm. The Secret of the Use from that's the 90s. One. That's a good one. Again, a movie that is unpopular. Uh, an unpopular opinion is that the second one is better than the first one. The first one, most of people would say that that's the best one. Again, to me, the second one, I saw it before I saw the first one. Uh, I love Toka and Razor. I freaking love them. I love Super Shredder at the end, albeit it was a little underwhelming. Yeah. The film doesn't necessarily hold up very well today. But how can you not love the Ice Cube Frickin' cameo when they're doing the Go Ninja, Go Ninja. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Shit, Uh, I forgot about that. It's insane. At the end, they're doing the 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 dance, and the turtles go up on stage and dance with Ice Cube. I
1: again, I haven't seen Ice Ice Cube, Vanilla
0: Ice. I keep saying Ice Cube, Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice, And, and like, how can you not love that man? That that you have a Vanilla Ice Ninja Rap, I think they called it. Um, this is just quirky. Then you had the,
1: the – Because um... Ice Ice Baby just came out and that's yeah. why he was big. And I yeah. can't
0: remember the kid's name but the pizza delivery guy who then goes undercover and becomes a part of the Foot Clan. I, I just love that yeah. aspect. And that was my – it's my favorite sequel of all time. Is TMNT 2.
1: And when it came out, you were like the Secret perfect of... age for it. I was, so I was six, yeah.
0: five. So I missed the first one. I was two when the first one came out. So that's why I saw the second one no. first. At my cousin Alex's house in the playroom while making uh, Creepy Crawlies in the boy oven. Thing. oh wow in The creepy yeah crawly oven creepy. the good old days something something and something something i don't know but Forget that's our whole song that's our top three <laughs> uh sequels that were better than the original as jj abrams cast carrie russell in star wars episode 9 for an unknown role they have worked together before in felicity and mission impossible 3 yeah i guess she's okay oh i love carrie russell there's I, something about your face again no face 10, 15 is coming years up. ago oh my god here hold on Guys, this is she is, married to Kurt Russell? I don't know. It'd be uh, I don't know.
1: No but, face is coming to mind. You'll know exactly. I probably know who, like, you, like just the name's not dude, ringing a bell.
0: You'll know exactly who it is. Isn't she from, like, The Blacklist or something? A show I don't watch. No, I don't think she's from The Blacklist. Oh, she was in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Carrie uh, Russell.
1: Let me see a face. You know exactly who this is. Nope. <laughs> dude, I, I know I've probably so, seen her in a million things, but there she looks like Rachel Doss.
0: You don't, you don't recognize her? Mm -mm. Hmm. sorry okay that's fine i love me some carrie russell though so carrie russell will be in episode 9 again we don't know in what role um and it'll probably just be a cameo or maybe she'll have like um i can't remember who was the woman who with the purple hair and the really long neck in episode 8 i can't remember who it was but she had like a decently major role but i could see something like that for carrie russell being a part of the uh being a part of the rebels in some sort of
1: I don't know. I'd rather not know her role. Just surprise me. Who the hell she is when the movie comes well, out? Yeah, you don't even know she's on the damn screen. Exactly. I don't recognize I, her face. I won't even know what's her when I'm looking at her.
0: Nicholas Cage will voice one of the Spider-Man's, not Spider-Man, yeah. in the upcoming Into the Spider-Verse animated film.
1: It's a hell for, hell hell of a year for Nicholas playing Superman and a version of Spider-Man. Yeah, man. And so that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's only his voice too. So and and that'll be fun because I think Nicholas Cage yeah. because how wacky and insane he is.
1: Would do great yeah, voice saw, work, it, and that's what, what uh, John LaCrosse said. When we interviewed him. He's like, you can't be afraid in the booth. You just kind of got to go for it. Nicholas Cage is a guy that goes for it. That's yeah. for sure.
0: And if he goes for it the way he does on screen, sometimes it'll be brilliant, I can't
1: wait to see his voice. Like acting. leaving Las Vegas, that would be cool.
0: Jeremy Renner has been cast potentially. I think this is. I think this is legitimate. Has been cast in the Spawn film, but potentially to play Detective Twitch Williams, which is like uh the detective who helps spawn out yeah. he's kind of as like I'm, I egg. I
1: actually really like Jeremy Renner so I think that's good casting.
0: Uh they worked together him and Jamie Foxx just worked together on something else. So I think that's where they kind of became friends on set okay. and this I wonder if you kind of rec- recommend
1: him the role like, potentially yeah. yeah
0: but I and I don't know anything about Twitch Williams um or detective Twitch yeah. Williams so but I know a lot about Jeremy Renner.
1: And <laughs> I, I think um, he's a great actor. I like most of his films that I've I, seen. I think he's a great actor. Still good have to actor. see Tag. Yeah, really, I really have I to still see want that. So I see that.
0: I think he's a good actor. I don't know if I would say great. I think uh out of all the Avengers, not characters. Take Hawkeye out of it. As like actors, he's He's on the back
1: nine. He's on the he's <laughs> on the he's yeah. on the
0: bottom of that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm you know, I'd like to give him more kudos than that. Of course he's a great guy yeah. and, and all that good stuff, but um Yeah, fine, fine with me. Kevin Smith said on his podcast, Fat Man on Batman, uh, that he would have actually liked BVS, quote, a lot more if Christian Bale stayed Batman for that role. But I think he meant that not as... I'm gonna like it more because I don't like Ben Affleck. He's clearly got a nice relationship with Ben Affleck. But I think he meant that for continuity's sake, because yeah. Nolan's trilogy, that's it. It's almost like they stand on their own.
1: Yeah. I, I, I can actually see what he's saying, just like kinda how he was in the dark like the dark like the, the third one. Mm-hmm. Um he was kind of like broken down, like, you know, a little you know, and then kinda just maybe gets just fed up with everything. That's why he becomes maybe a little more like just violent. So I guess I, I see his point where maybe Bale just because you've been watching him as Batman for the last eight years, you might have, maybe you might have liked it a little bit more if it was him.
0: Was Batman Begins really two thousand two?
1: I think It was like that or three. It was a PS two game came out when that came out and I bought it. God, right. it's a while damn, ago. They so I- waited
0: a long time to make the sequel to make a Dark Knight. Then, if that's the case. I think it was like Dark, four, Dark Knight was 2008. Three, three or four years? Dark Knight was eight. Was it? Yeah, it wasn't 2005.
1: So maybe it was back. I think it was 05 because yeah. I was still in high school. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It was 05.
0: John Krasinski is returning for A Quiet Place, uh, the sequel, which is like really um,
1: I'm mean, interested to see how he comes back. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. So I, so I was like, huh, how is he going to come back out of that?
0: Uh, maybe it's a prequel or maybe they just mean in the director role. Maybe he's yeah. coming back to write it. Yeah. I don't. I didn't see anything about him
1: starring in it. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see what happens if he's starring in it. Yeah, maybe, I would love maybe, to see where they take it. Maybe it's a prequel. Love it.
0: Maybe it's a prequel. Idris Elba has been cast as the villain in the Fast and the Furious spinoff film, starring Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham. Um, I,
1: I, I like Idris Elba. I thought I he was. I, I thought don't. he was good in The Dark Tower. Um, <laughs> no, no
0: one said that ever. You're I the only
1: person. The only thing I. One I could say I, I laughed at his performance was Pacific Rim. I literally laughed. The end of I still laughed every time that part comes up. I just start laughing. I still that's like his. I think even though it's like a monster movie, that's like his worst performance ever. He was Heimdall too, right? I did like him as Heimdall. Yeah, he's but, a he's a good actor, so I, I
0: think it's good. Uh, again, it's a it's a perfectly acceptable casting and, choice because I'm not seeing this movie. Regardless, the only one I've ever seen outside of the original was Tokyo Drift. And that's the best one, unpopular opinion. Wow,
1: yeah, very unpopular.
0: (laughs) If there wasn't nine of them, that would have probably been on my list of sequels Mm -hmm. that were better. But again, it didn't have a number two, and it was a part of a bigger franchise, so I stayed away from it. But Tokyo Drift is best... Is best Fast and Furious? That's to you. Is that like the internet meme now?
1: No, I don't know.
0: Fast and Furious, Toko Drift, Tokyo Drift is best Fast and Furious. There has been a
1: live-action
0: Gundam movie announced, which is the first ever
1: take on the franchise from yep. a live-action exactly. perspective. I remember back, was it Toonami or it was like Gundam Wing would always be Gundam on? Wing, yep. So, I mean, it's they're, been a
0: long time coming. They're basically saying, okay, we waited till the Transformers absolutely suck. And we're jumping in to take that
1: mech. And Gundam Wing was the shit back in the day. This is a good chance for them.
0: The Transformers is on its way down... The Pacific Rim the second one wasn't great yeah. this is a good opportunity because people like mechs people of like course. big giant
1: robots blowing shit up it's a good opportunity and everyone who watched Gundam Wing as a kid is now in their 20s and 30s it's like the perfect time to make this movie yeah I think they did a really yeah, smart really smart job of waiting till now they got my silence. money I'll say
0: Godzilla City on the Edge of Battle is an anime film it's the second in the Netflix trilogy we talked about the first one when it came out and read the review that will arrive really soon July 18th 11 days from today I guess
1: i better watch that first one on quick.
0: netflix uh it's funny I, I meant to
1: watch it i just i
0: forgot i love godzilla i love it all i'm waiting till the third one comes out and bang and all. i'm gonna bang them all out and then i'm gonna watch godzilla v kong and then i'm gonna do battle of uh, king of monsters the second one okay the second big new yeah. live action with hopefully not the guy from Kickass anymore um yeah i don't think I he did. is <laughs> I, I don't know aaron, aaron taylor johnson yeah it's a- but whatever, he doesn't do anything for me. So here's the top 10 films in the box office from this past weekend. The screenshot grabbed 26 films, with number 26 being first reformed at $150,000. $149,000 to be uh, precise. But number 10 uh, is staying at number 10. Awesome, good to see it, at $2.4 Still kicking ass at the box office. Won't You Be My Neighbor?, Awesome to see a documentary staying in the top ten. Number nine dropping from number six at two point six million dollars is Solo: A Star Wars Story. Mm-hmm. So falling it, it, fast. It,
1: it fell real fast. Uh,
0: number eight new to the list at two point seven million dollars is Sanju. Number five. Uh, I'm sorry. Number seven dropping from number five at three point five million is Deadpool Two. Number six falling from number four after only a week or two at the box office. I think only one at five point eight is Tag. Uh, Falling from number three to number five at $8.3 million. Hanging in there strong as Ocean's 8.
1: Man, there's to make good money.
0: Number four... I uh, was just talking about it. Uncle Drew at $15.2 million. Number three, new to the list at $19 million, Sicario, Day of the Soldado. Did you see that?
1: No, I didn't, but I will.
0: Uh, number two, staying at number two at $46.4 million is The Incredibles 2. And number one, staying at number one at $61 million is Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom.
1: It's always going to make money. It's fucking dinosaurs. It's Yeah, anything in the Jurassic
0: series is good. Still
1: my least favorite, though.
0: Of any, jur- I, I yeah. just, I yeah. If you want that hot take, go listen to the Sean Dorsey uh, episode of No Hope from last weekend. Because Sam dropped a hot one that you think that was the worst in the yep. franchise, even over Jurassic Park Three. Yep, I
1: don't, dude, with its I, I, terrible,
0: I terrible, terrible opening I, on the island with the dinosaur this big eating a
1: girl. I have a guilty pleasure with it.
0: Oh God! Hey, listen, we all have guilty pleasures. I can't say anything about it. You know how bad the movies I like are. Not getting into that, no way. But I am very surprised. Uh, that you feel that way.
1: Just then do for me.
0: Coming soon to theaters is How It Ends, Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation, The Rock starring in Skyscraper, uh, si- yeah, yeah. Siberia, Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot, Eighth Grade, which um, I'm going to be seeing that, and I'll tell you why in a second, The Night That Eats the World, and shock and
1: awe. This would be a test for Dwayne. Will his name carry skyscraper?
0: Past Jurassic World, past Incredibles. This is a big test for him. This is not a Jumanji that has a name attached to it, or a Rampage that has even a video Jumanji, game. Attached they, weren't
1: to it. Dated, they were nowhere near expecting no, it to no, make no, no, over no. a billion. No, 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 no. And you're absolutely
0: right. And um, but it had the Jumanji name. People are familiar with that. People are familiar with Rampage. But Skyscraper is not based off of an IP. Yeah. It's a new original film. So this is a thousand percent your point. This is his opportunity to say, can I carry a new franchise, my franchise, on the back are on my back and can I carry it over the goal line? Because Jurassic World is going to be three weeks in, Incredibles is going to be two weeks in, and they
1: both already made made their money. And but this and is still going.
0: Will Skyscraper be the number one film of the week? It's going to be really yeah, interesting. I don't know to because The Purge is going to be up there too. By yeah. the way, The Purge is probably going to be in the top. I would three. say
1: he'll he'll probably make the top four. I could
0: see. Him in I the could top see four. him being number four. Yeah. I could see it staying Jurassic World, Incredibles, then Purge, then. um then Scraper. Skyscraper. Um, actually, Ant-Man. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, so Maybe, maybe top maybe five. Maybe Ant-Man. Maybe the second week of Ant-Man will stay strong and because uh, we're going to have two weeks of The Purge, second week of Ant-Man. And so we'll, we'll see a lot of this because this yeah. is still the 13th. It's this coming week. So all these films we're talking about will have an extra week in theaters. But I did see Jumanji. Was it Welcome to the Jungle? I think that was it. Punk? Take a look around. Um, I did not. Yeah, like
1: it. And my text you were then you're really not gonna like Rampage.
0: Yeah, I did not like it because if you all.
1: didn't like Jack Black's comedy or Kevin Hart's, dude,
0: I thought. Wait Jack until Black, you
1: see Rampage.
0: I thought Jack Black was fun for about five minutes, but after the eleventh time he says, "And I don't have my phone." I'm. Dude, over
1: I was. It. I was crying. Jack Black still gets me. That's like I guess. Um, what? How are we just talking about? Were you like like him and I don't? shit Aaron Paul no um, I, I can't think of it but regardless quick
0: spoilers on it just in case you haven't seen it yet fast forward like 30 seconds I thought The Rock was really good I thought the girl who plays Nebula yep um, Karen Gillum yep. I think it was really really good uh, Jack Black was I think the idea of him being the popular girl in school turning into the middle aged fat guy When he came into the video game was really fun. I liked the idea. I didn't like the execution. I don't like Kevin Hart at all, not one bit. And this movie doubled down on that as another reason why I thought he sucked. I like the guy who played Fridge, like the original guy. um, Oh yeah, yeah. The kid who actually played it before they got sucked in. But I hated how they took the integrity away from the board game and made it into a video game. Yeah, they made it more like modern, and I hated that. Why not keep it the board game? The board game's there. They no, find I, it in the sand. Yeah. Then they plug the Atari game in and the kid goes missing. I like the ending. Yeah. How tied back in with the kid. And it was Colin Hanks. Yeah. And I really liked that. That was cool. I'll give you that. It was a nice little ending to a, a kind of a pointless movie. It felt a little rushed. And it almost was like convenient for them when they wanted to do the video game thing of repeating lines of dialogue when they wanted to and uh, all that stuff. I, I thought it, it was a miss and I also really hated all the PlayStation product placement in the kid's room. Yeah. I mean, how many Uncharted posters is kid going to have in his room? But, you know, CJ Mellon had commented on it and saying, you know, on my Twitter post about it, he was like, I thought it was really enjoyable. I happen- I'm in the same boat as him? Yeah, I happen to respectfully disagree. It was not the worst thing. When we do our worst of 2018, it will not make my list.
1: I but really it was want smack you to dab now right I'm really curious to see what you would think of Rampage. And I'll
0: see it. I'll see Rampage when it comes out on like HBO or whatever, but we happened to get the Blu-ray for Jumanji loaned to us by her nice. parents, Ashley's parents. So we finally watched it, and then we put on the movie I wanted to watch after that, Slumdog Millionaire. And yeah. I hadn't seen that movie in a long time. That and I and I
1: never, never did it for me like everyone else. I it, thought it was okay. It
0: reminded me of why I loved that movie so mm. freaking much. But we're going to move into the television section as Castlevania Season 2 on Netflix gets a release date of October 26th. They originally said summer,
1: yep. but at least it's still 2018. And... I'm probably just gonna go back and rewatch the first five episodes just to get rehyped again. It's not a long series exactly, to catch it's up. Quick. On. It's super quick. Yeah, you so can, like, I think it's like two out two two and a half hours.
0: I think it is five yeah, or six episodes, yeah. so you can catch up on it. It's twenty something minutes each. Like you can catch up yeah, on it. Yeah, I just it. need a refresher. Really, really quickly. And it was good. It was gory. It was adult themed. I watched day one. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, so definitely Castlevania season two. Keep your eye out on that. AMC cancels the Talking Dead season premiere and Yvette Nicole Brown, who played Shirley Bennett in Community, will now take over Chris Hardwick's spot at San Diego Comic-Con for the Walking Dead panel. We didn't report on it. We won't talk about it. We stay away from all these things. But Chris Hardwick, going through some allegations right now that he's working through, has been separated from a lot of his uh, partnerships, including AMC and San Diego Comic-Con. That's the least of it. I really wanted to say, "Okay, cool. Uh AMC canceled this part of the show, which is a huge, huge show. Uh, right after The Walking Dead, it's like that recap show where they have guests on and stuff like that. And then, obviously, um, you've and Nicole Brown wanted to, to give you some spotlight there of w- taking over now the Now I panel. wonder
1: if The Walking Dead will lose a little bit of viewership. Just like, oh, shit, Like I used to like Chris Hardwick's show at the end. Now, you know, I'm done. Uh, I actually... I'm, I'm interested to see their premiere de- like pr- premier numbers. Yeah. Seeing how much they fall or, or you know, went up. I not. actually watched... Um, Talking
0: Dead. I watched all the talking shows. Talking Bad, Talking Saul, I never watched Talking any, Dead. Anything. I enjoyed those shows because uh, they do bring the actors on to give their thoughts on certain scenes yeah. and they'll give you a sneak peek in next week's episode and all that stuff. I enjoy that. I like documentary style things. I like behind the scenes type of stuff. So that was always fun to get a sneak peek into. I like the fact that they just canceled the show saying, you know what? We're going to eat it because... Even though it's a huge money maker for us, we're going to eat it and cancel it. I don't know if they're going to cancel the entire series or maybe just the premiere. Given that they need a new host, yeah. I don't know who that new host will be. Who knows? But I'm assuming so they're going give to the get the Ryan
1: Secrets. Fricker does everything else.
0: <laughs> yeah, Joel McHale, uh, running Talking Dead. Uh, Fox may be co- uh, contemplating an Aliens TV series for FX.
1: I was like debating like, how I felt about this. Like the last movies I saw, real, re- I really didn't give a shit about. Does Fox keep
0: FX in the Disney deal? Because if they do, this is relevant. If they yeah. give up uh, FX in the deal to Disney, I could care less because Fox isn't going to do anything right now yeah. with these properties in transit because of them going to Disney. So this yeah. news was dependent on the fx piece i, I it's almost irrelevant news yeah so me. it's
1: it's like a 50 50 shot yeah, and i thing. don't care about aliens the last two movies i mean the last two movies were freaking awesome or something and they could like yeah. a nice spin-off series okay but you didn't what you showed me i was bored yeah
0: prometheus. you didn't show me
1: shit Alien. you didn't show me barely any aliens mm-hmm. i wasn't even ex- too much like excited i wasn't scared what was the prometheus sequel name shit no i, hmm. I don't know i don't. Remember. I can't
0: remember I, th- I got one didn't it
1: alien covenant was it Covenant? i think okay um, yeah, not that sucked. I, th- I thought it just sucked.
0: Yeah, I know that Covenant was the name of a video game.
1: Yeah, Covenant was another game. movie also, The Covenant.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, there's an update. We talked about Dragon Ball Heroes a couple weeks ago on the show. It's like a mini-series for Dragon Ball fans. It is actually only available to stream in Japan. Pissed. You will be
1: locked out if you're not in Japan. Pissed. So this news just basically you all can feel the pain that I feel that you can't watch
0: it, it. will leak somewhere of but course. one would assume there will not be any subs or dubs because
1: wait for another in. year guys it'll be in English it'll be in English eventually they'd be a stupid we're, not we're to we're always a year behind always
0: as we move into the gaming section there has been new Mega Man 11 details shown including two new modes and a new Robot Master which is extremely exciting for me uh, they announced a time attack mode which is always fun for me as a speedrunner, as a time attack mode yeah. but then even cooler and this is newer I've never heard this type of mode before any game is balloon attack mode uh and a new robot master blast man time attack mode allows mega man to revisit robot master stage and play through them as quickly as possible blah 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 balloon attack mode however it also runs on a timer but it removes all of the stages enemies in favor of red and blue balloons if mega man misses a blue balloon or hits a red balloon his time will take a hit and he'll get okay. time added on that's, to That's
1: end. interesting, I guess, something different. Change oh, it up a little I bit. I friggin' love it. Yeah, it know.
0: changes up the entire game. I'm no longer shooting enemies. I'm avoiding red blue. while like hitting That's why balloons. I liked
1: Mega Man was shooting enemies. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so To me, that I don't like the idea. If I bought it, I would never use that idea, but hey, it's something different. I was
0: going to say, it's just a mode. It's yeah, not the whole ex- game. Exactly, so exactly, you can still play it, and Blast Man looks cool. If you want to look at any screenshots, feel free to do that. Shenmue 1 and 2 Remastered gets a release date of August 21st for the PS4 Xbox. Xbox One and PC. Still no release date on the newly, uh, I guess it's not newly announced, it's over a year ago now, but Shenmu 3. But at least now we get to play the originals in all of their glory, remastered in just a couple months. Actually, like a month and a, a, month half. And a half. Yeah, so just not be on cool. the go. Not on the go. Ichigo, Rukia, and Azen will all be playable bleach characters in Jump Force.
1: Dude, I, I still. Like, they only teased us a little bit on Jump Force, but I'm already, like, want this game.
0: Yeah, there's going to be – apparently people were, like, not happy with the game's reveal. Like, no gameplay, show us more, show us more. They have opportunities. Gamescom, but then all the other up.
1: games they just, they just show you video. They're all they're all for it. Yeah. Stop bitching. Gamescom's up.
0: coming up. Paris Games Week is coming up. You could potentially get some at PSX. Who knows? Um, maybe they'll do more. Bandai Namco I think is behind this one, so maybe Bandai Namco will have a press release of some sort. They have plenty of chances to give us new footage of this game. I'm still not worried about it. It's going like to be like an it's going to be like an over the shoulder Tenkaichi Budokai type yeah. style game. Um, I think it, actually, it's a nice Tenkaichi. surprise, but I'm totally cool with it. Uh, we also were throwing around ideas for top threes, and this was one of them: top three characters we'd like to see in Jump Force. And I was hoping you wouldn't say this one because all three of mine were going to be from you. Really?
1: That's yeah. funny. Yeah. That's still cool. It was going to be Yusuke, Karama. going <laughs>
0: okay. to be Yusuke Kuwabara, and Karama. Okay,
1: it's going to be my top three. So then you might say them. So I won't in, be surprised in
0: that order: three, two, one. Uh, all characters from previous Smash games that are coming back for Ultimate, aka everyone, uh, are getting amiibo. So any character that left, let's say Wolf. Uh, Ice Climbers, Pichu, all the characters from Melee or Brawl that didn't make it into Smash 4 because they all got um, Amiibos are now going to get full Amiibo support. So if you're an Amiibo collector, this sucks
1: for you. Buy another shelf. <laughs> now you got to get
0: another shelf for all of your new Amiibo. Um, but it's also cool because it keeps Amiibo a little relevant.
1: Yeah, and for like collectors, it's like, shit, I'm not complete. I'm, you're the elitist, so you got to <laughs> buy every single one.
0: I only own three Amiibo... Uh, Little Mac, Mega Man, and Pac-Man. I should have bought the Waluigi one. GameStop had it on clearance like a year ago for like 8 bucks, And I didn't because it had the really annoying yellow clearance sticker on it. And I don't want stickers on Check
1: my on eBay, one. my friend.
0: Oh, I, w- I can find it, I'm sure, on eBay. I want the NES one. I want the Lucas one. I want the Mewtwo no one. Mario? The Ryu one. No, I'm good. I want the Waluigi <laughs> okay. one. Um, I want the 8-bit Mario ones. But I just don't have a lot of shelf room. Yeah. And I'm actually going to be losing all that shelf room for baby books. I've already been told that. So I'm pretty You're much beat. just out I'm I'm out the pisser yeah. on that one. Uh mythical Pokemon Celebi is coming to Pokemon Go. Celebi is cool. I like Celebi. Yeah.
1: Um real quick, I saw someone on Instagram they they got a Mew in mm-hmm. Pokemon Go. Awesome. It was like you had to do all these side missions and he was like two thousand. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, Mew, yeah Damien shit, has one too. Does
0: he? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So Mew, it's a professor, whoever the fuck in Pokemon Go comes on and gives you all these things that you have to do. It's like a laundry list of stuff. It was it was a lot of shit. Yeah, I remember the guy and was And You saying. have to do it all and then you have an opportunity to catch them. And then if you catch them, you can get you can buy a t-shirt for two for two bucks. ...of a Mew on your Pokemon I Go I caught character. a Mew! If I caught one and I did all that shit to catch one... ...you're going to still charge me two bucks? You're not just going to give me the no, shit? Yeah, I know, right? For doing all you that cheap fucking work? It's... Come on, Niantic. <laughs> but anyway, Celebi coming to Pokemon Go is cool. I'm sure it'll be in raids. I yeah. don't play raids because I don't have friends. Um, I play like a one-level raid... ...but I already have all those goddamn Pokemon... ...so I don't need no, one. No Arcuno for uh, you. The Pokemon... No. The Pokemon... Um, I think they're the Internationals... ...are happening right now in Columbus... On Pokemon's Twitch, so if you want to watch some awesome Pokemon battles for both the card game and the video game, Pokemon's Twitch for this whole weekend, Saturday and Sunday, the 7th and 8th, are going to have the international tournament live from Columbus if you want to watch it. Um, i enjoy watching it for like 20 minutes and it does get a little boring uh, after that because it's the same shit and it's the same Pokemon. Over and over. It's like everybody uses the same name Pokemon. But Pokemon Quest came out on the Switch uh, the same night that Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee were announced. It's like the little block versions of Pokemon. You run around. You do some fun stuff. But it also just released on mobile. It already passed 7 million downloads. And we wow. also have – I know. I know. And we also have a review. Pokemon Quest can be a cute little distraction when taken in bite-sized pieces, but it's best served with a lot of patience. It's cute, and its systems are much deeper than they seem, but trying to build my perfect team definitely drove me crazy. Pokemon Quest's deep customization is addicting, but weak combat and too many random parts keep it from being good. 6.5. 6.0. Pokemon Quest on Switch and mobile. Um, All... uh 151 pokemon though are getting official plush toys uh in the pokemon fit lineup 30 will be available in ju- uh, july 13th and then the rest are coming in november i don't know which 30 are coming in in probably july. like the favorites i just hope that scyther and hitmonlee are one of them i don't know why i say that i'm not like, gonna buy them i just i love <laughs> i just want to know just want to they exist i think i don't know if we did this already but our top three gen one pokemon might be my hardest top three ever yeah, I think we did that one. Top three Pokemon, fine. I can do that because I won't pick Gen One ones because there's eight hundred to fucking pick from. But Gen One, man, like I say, oh Scyther, oh Hitmonlee, oh Electabuzz, and Raichu, and Alakazam, and Blastoise. Yeah. I damn if I ever put that to my head. Gundam I think head, I'm
1: telling you, we did this. Like I, I'll look back at my whole nose like, oh, we did this. We episode. did top.
0: We did top three. Um, Alolan Canto versions. We did top three Gen 7s. I think we did 151 though, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if we did top three originals. Uh, In the music space, we have a review written by our very own Ryan Waldis uh, about a band I had never heard of previous to this, so of course I'm going to listen to them. Uh, A band called Mom Jeans uh, with their new album called Puppy Love. And I'll go to the bottom of the review. You can read it right now on WePodcastWeKnowThings.com but basically... Mom Jeans has drawn comparison to bands like Modern Baseball and Oso Oso, but the more you listen to their content, the more you start to realize they have a really unique sound. The influences of the group range from Joyce Maynard to The Gorillas to A Day to Remember, but Mom Jeans certainly have created a sound that is their own. Whether it's because their sparkle punk genre or because of the trombone you can hear on multiple tracks, Mom Jeans has an indefi- <laughs> Wow. in. Identifiable sound. I, I can't read this morning, uh, which is part of how I became such a big fan. You can find find Puppy Love on Spotify, Google Play, pretty much every major streaming platform. And if you're so inclined to purchase the record, you can do so for six sixty six on the band's Bandcamp, or get the vinyl version on Counter Initiatives. Uh, rec- I'm co- sorry, god damn, <laughs> Counterintuitive Records website. Puppy Love is easily wepod
1: approved with a 9 out of 10. Solid ring. I do like the name Mom Jeans, though. It's yeah. kind of funny.
0: You can go read the full review on WePodcast and WeKnowThings.com right now. It's a really in-depth review of the entire record, plus a little bit of history of Mom Jeans. Uh, so go check that out. Written by our very own Ryan Waldis. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter. Uh, and other In other news, we only have a couple more stories to go. Captain America had a relaunch comic. It is out now, and I have a written review on it, of all things, from IGN with a score.
1: Like we're gonna play the review game. It's funny because after we do our bonus episode, I'm literally stopping at the comic store on the way home.
0: The newest volume of Captain America isn't quite the immediate home run as other recent relaunches like Venom or Thor. This first issue packs some clever ideas, strong characterization, and fitting allegory for coli- uh, current political unrest in the U.S., but for all that, the issue fails to establish a clear sense of direction or momentum in its opening chapter. Marvel's latest Captain America relaunch shows plenty of promise, but the series does have some growing to do. 7.0. 7.3. Good.
1: That's not it's not the you know what you want to hear from a, a relaunch of Captain America, but I you know, he said there's a little promise, so yeah. there's hope. Co creator of Doctor
0: Strange and Spider Man, Steve Ditko has passed away.
1: Yeah, I mean he actually he passed away, I think <clears throat> it was June 29th, but they didn't kind of a couple of days later, but it was sad it was sad to hear because I mean he was ninety, he lived a full life. Obviously he co created Spider Man, Doctor Strange, like you said. He also did Creeper, Hawk and Dove, The Question, and Captain Adam. From art to stories. The guy was he wasn't like a searching for like the limelight that Stan Lee had. Like that's why he always declined interviews and stuff. He could say, "Well, it's not my personality." More of a Bill Finger type. Well, well, not. It's not. I would say that, but not as bad. Like Bill got a, Bill Finger got it way worse. Yeah,
0: because of what it, people. Craft like or
1: the good thing about Steve Ditko that people could write him little letters, and yeah, sometimes he kind of answers like an old commercial. Like I didn't find anything to reply back in your interview. Like best regards, Steve Ditko. But he still replied that, you know, like on Instagram yesterday. All I saw. Was letters to Steve Ditko or books posted or times you had maybe people met him. It it just you know it is someone that never like like Stanley was always out, out and about doing this like one recognition like and Ditko didn't want that he kind of just did his own thing did Marvel did, did like Charlton Comics which then was DC Comics it just sad to you know see a legend go. We do have oh, a page and oops. real fast I did want to add also yeah. he did go to school under um, Batman's artist Jerry Robinson. Like, that was his, like, mentor. So what better way to look up as an artist or writer is Jerry Robinson. That's cool. I thought that was awesome.
0: Uh, We do have a Patreon, like we said earlier in the show. If you want to support us monetarily, it's patreon.com slash and Things. One of the reward tiers and perks that you get at the $2 and up tier, you get a monthly e-card personalized from us to you. Uh, This month's e-cards have all been sent out to all 10 of our patrons. It's a funny one. It's Sam and I at a bar when you used to have your spiked haircut. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. So we sent that out to all of our patrons this week. Uh, I'm sorry. This month you get a monthly, but at the five dollar and up level you get a, a weekly shout out on the show. So thank you very much for making the show possible. Mike Forward, AF Log Dog, Bradley Epstein, which is at North Comics on Instagram. Jay Sanford, nine four eight two. Rob Harding, Sam Reimer, Twitch.tv slash My Knife Your Life. I was watching him play Fortnite. I was watching him play. I think he was playing Stated Decay Two, um, maybe PUBG. I didn't catch what game it was, uh, but I think it was probably Stated Decay Two. It's twitch.tv slash my knife, your life. Uh, Darren Monroe, our newest patron, Elijah Elliott. Thank you very much for that. We appreciate you, Elo. Explorers never lost. Uh, Alan Santos, which is Twitch.tv/slash TerraRizon, T-E-E-R-R-A. The name's staying, right? Get over it. I just, I just, I laugh every time. Um, follow him on his new Twitter for TerraRizon, and then again Twitch.tv/slash TerraRizon for some Fortnite goodness from Alan Santos and our twenty-dollar patron Thomas Chisholm. Appreciate you, Thomas. Thank you so very much for all of your patronage to everybody who gives us a cent to up to 20 bucks, uh, whatever you guys can can offer. We appreciate it very, very, very much. But go check out the folks that help make this show possible, twitch.tv slash life and twitch.tv slash terrorizon. Uh, we would really appreciate it if you follow them on Twitch because they're obviously uh, helping our show out, so we like to continue that circle of, of everlasting. That's the way it should be. Goodness. So we appreciate everybody. So there's your weekly shout-out. Um, we are still looking for Thomas Chisholm's uh june and july now patreon top three you get a patreon custom top three once a month uh when you're a ten dollar and up patron thomas whenever you want man shoot us over some top three ideas give us your top three we'll do it on the show whenever you want pal we got you covered but sam it's time for our pick of the
1: week I had about 10 things to choose from for the pick of the week. But just because it was so fresh, I just went with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Because like, I went in like not expecting anything. Because the mm-hmm. first one, I was kind of a little let down. Because there was, oh, my God. And I saw it. was like, it was a heist movie. It was okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. You know, it's this one, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Obviously, I'm not alone when people say they enjoyed it. I just thought I thought it was one of the – it's Marvel. They they have a system. They have a formula. And it works. Mm-hmm. Check it out. And, again, stay for the mid-credit scene. It was awesome. The end, ah, you could leave.
0: my pick of the week is the funniest movie i have seen in years
1: and i I think i saw that too blockers saw it. so i'll save that down the pipeline too
0: (sighs) man did i not expect
1: it to be that i was cracking it was funny uh
0: shout out to our homeboys ryan popejoy and tommy flynn um along with sam three of my groomsmen um you know ash isn't feeling too hot she's a little sick so uh instead of like doing their own thing for the fourth of july on the second on monday and the third they came over our house just to see how she was doing brought her flowers brought her tasty cakes took us to mcgurk's for a bite to eat
1: and did she threw did you know she threw you guys under the bus no because you don't have snapchat so you don't see that stuff but i do and laugh she goes how many guys does it take to make a margarita there's a there's a picture you read the box Poetry are looking and Tom like looking at she you. She put too. that on
0: Facebook too. Yeah,
1: so I was crying. I thought that was yeah. funny. Uh
0: that's yeah, she I don't have a Snapchat. So anything she <laughs> yeah, exactly does, I don't know anything
1: she posts outside yeah. of Instagram or I Facebook. was cracking on And I knew it was like Craig, they don't even see this unless yeah. it was on Facebook. Well
0: we had a bunch of the margarita stuff left over from my thirtieth birthday party, because uh, it was on Cinco de Mayo, so we had a yeah. bunch of margarita stuff, and she was she just found out she was pregnant, so she yeah. couldn't drink. So we had all this tequila and stuff left over, and, and, and I was we were like, like, use it. and the guys were over. So yeah. I was like, You guys want to make some
1: margaritas? Yeah, no one likes tequila like, more than. Pope Joy. Yeah, and they are like,
0: of course we do. So they hung out, took us to McGurk's, came back, we watched movies, we watched uh, all of Nigel Bach's Bad Ben movies, because um, he came out with the fourth one, so we had Pope Joy watch those for the yeah. first time, we all watched the fourth one together for the fourth, uh, for the first time.
1: <laughs> and I know, I, I didn't, I had I a finger, I knew your answer, but I invited you and Ashley anyway, because yeah. we put on our third annual fireworks show <clears throat> up at Parkwood Fields, and it was better than last year, everyone that saw it That's said awesome. they had a great time, one whizzed by my hair, that was a little scary moment, but... <laughs> It was worth it and fun and can't wait to do it again yeah, next year.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, and, and she – I don't know if she can actually get out and move around that yeah, much.
1: Yeah, and, and it was hot and humid, so I, I just i just wanted to extend yeah. the invitation. So
0: Finally, the heat wave is over. So we are – we're stopping by um, a barbecue tonight for like an hour I think. We're bringing meatballs and then leaving. Um, But that'll be okay to get out of the house at least, I think. And then um, they stayed. They hung out. So I bought them a couple shirts off the We Podcast. We know things. Store. Can't say how cool that is. But we watched Blockers. Pope had to leave. He had to work on Tuesday. But he came back Tuesday night after work. Uh, So it was awesome to hang out with those guys. But Blockers was so funny. I can't tell you how much John Cena killed it. He just effing killed it. This
1: is the John Cena I like. Yeah, was it Leslie Mann? Leslie Mann, yep, yeah, married she, to um, John Apatow. John
0: Apatow. She killed it, too. She was so funny. Um, who's the third guy? Ian.
1: I, I, the other guy, he was in um. He's, he's down and down. He was, in, he was neighbors. in Neighbors. Ivan. I forget Ian? his name, but he was funny. Yeah, he
0: was really good, too. Um, I got it for you right here. Hold on.
1: But I was... Ike Ike Barinholtz. Okay.
0: Ike Barinholtz was really, really funny. And you had Catherine Newton as they... uh, It was basically a story about three daughters who are seniors in high school going off to prom. And they all make a sex pact to lose their virginity. And blockers comes from cockblock. The parents want to cockblock their kids. So it's like they're... their quest of cock blocking their Th- children. Things
1: not to do when you have kids. Yeah,
0: and it was it was just really really funny. John Cena did really really good. Like as much as I don't care for him in the ring, god damn, is he
1: funny? Yeah. No, dude. I I, I was not expecting it to be that good, yeah. and it's just like, again you're just so surprised. Like
0: oh shit, it was hilarious. Yeah, we tried to also watch game night, but it didn't work out. Mm. Um, but we did it's, watch yeah. we did watch Blockers. So yeah, I
1: agree. Definitely game. check it out.
0: Good. So that was our pick of the week, and that was episode 98, so be on the lookout for a little bonus episode uh, dropping on Monday with the Worst Humans. Looking forward to that. A cool band from Brooklyn. Um, But we'll see you next weekend for the big episode 99. I'm pissed
1: the Sixers didn't get LeBron, but we still have hope for Calico.